you know, play and adjust and stuff. But it's not rocket science for a man like Holland's caliber. Like, you know, the world knows what we signed him for, you know? So, like, there was a lot of people saying Holland was going to flop. It's just hot takes. People are trying to be the first to the hot take. Oh, it was me who called it. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. people were so happy when he missed that sitter in the fucking community shield game yeah it was, it was bad like, though they were waiting for it mm-hmm. like as soon as he missed it it was the number one thread on on reddit on so- uh, on the soccer reddit and mm-hmm. yeah it's just people are just want to be the first to the hot take there's no there's no rhyme or reason for it you just said like oh they thought they were disrespecting harry kane and mosal nobody was doing that <laughs> Colin's goals have nothing to do with harry kane or mosal He's yeah. going to bag 25 goals whether they do that or not, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, he's already got six goals in four games. So I already started recording the podcast, by the way, while you were talking. So this oh, is I saw it. I saw it. Premier Pep Talk. We have a name, people. Premier Pep Talk. This is going to be the name of the podcast. Obviously, you know, last week we talked about it. We're going to be talking Premier League week in, week out, twice a week, which will be this week. This should be an exciting week for us. Great week to get rolling. What's up, Orlando? How's it going? It's going well, man. Yeah, absolutely. Great match day. Eh, I mean, I, I shouldn't say great. I can't lie. Some expected, as expected, great I think. City, or you're just saying in general? Just in general. Just in general. I thought there were some okay games. I thought I could have. I really kind of anticipate that 1130 game on Sunday to be the the icing on the cake for what is a good week. So, like, if City don't play, I kind of look at that game as – no matter what City did, let's cap the weekend off by seeing a top six team or a contender lose or draw, you know, lose points. So, like, I saw it as an opportunity for Nottingham Forest to give me something, and I was left severely disappointed. So, yeah. yeah. If you saw, I don't know if you saw, but I named this episode Big Six All Win. And that's the theme of this week. You know, last week our episode was a lot of crazy results. A lot of crazy mm. stuff happening. 2-1, Liverpool looks terrible, loses to Man United, who looked terrible the first two weeks. We had um, City, 3-3, Newcastle. You know, it was a crazy, crazy weekend for the Premier League. This week, you know, kind of still a great weekend. There was some great games, no doubt. First half of City, uh, Crystal Palace was definitely a shocker, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, it was yeah. kind of just like, you know, we're starting to hit normality well i wouldn't say normality it's just a normal weekend i think i think the fixtures just favored all the big six yeah um and they all picked a point so shout out to the big six and of course the traditional big six man u tottenham arsenal man city liverpool and chelsea all picked up points so yeah let's start there what so your overall take was was what this weekend what was your big take coming out this weekend did you learn anything new um That's a good place to start. Yeah, I resilience is the word that I'm taking for Arsenal. The resilience okay. for them, I thought that was impressive. Um, Holland's ability to be there everywhere we need him to be. Um, he had eight touches and three goals. Insane. Yeah. The guy's finishing ability is just top notch. Yeah, no, that that was the takeaway for me. Um, Bernardo's adaptability. Uh, playing right wing um i really thought just kind of showing how versatile he is um disappointing in aston villa um yeah 
Yeah, mess. we'll we'll get there. I would hate we'll to get be a Villa fan right now. That team is a mess. And luckily yeah. we're playing them this week on Wednesday, and I think that's a perfect game for us to get ready for yeah. Man U on Sunday, which is a big, big game, which I'm already excited about. And but, I think um, the the last big takeaway, I'll say this and I'll let you go on into it, is is that pool Bournemouth. I mean, my lord, you sent oh the message. You're back. We get it. Just relegate them right now, honestly. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It should be I, a bye so, week like in the NFL. Yeah, we'll we'll touch base on this when that game comes up, but I'm just gonna say this. I made a note of this. Kiefer Moore and Jaden Anthony, they started with dual strikers. My lord, what in the fuck were you doing? What were you doing? Unless you have an incredible midfield, which they don't. Yeah, against Liverpool, most teams just park the fucking bus against Liverpool, especially newly promoted teams. Just sit back and try to counter. It's all you can yeah. do. Try not to get yeah. battered 9 nothing. Embarrassing. Is what they did. Holy shit. Yeah, like I said, relegate them now. Just give everybody a bye week like the NFL when Bournemouth's on the schedule. Yeah. Seriously, it would make the season better, right? If everybody yeah. had a little bye week, hey, Bournemouth, go back to the championship. Have fun there. Um, one one adaptation from an American mind, as you say that, that I completely agree with. I would love to see if they would ever try to incorporate that. But I would love to see, and this is a so different conversation, I would love to see the loan concept brought to American sports. Imagine being able to loan quality players right before the, the trade deadline in all of our major sports. Could you imagine, like, we kind of see it in free agency with, uh, in football with you'll have, you know, the Rams recently just tried the success of give me all the veterans now, give me their payroll now, and I don't care if they have a contract next year, we're trying to get it now. And that was found successful. Similar to that, you'd find something right before the deadline or even at the draft, you can say, hey, Tom Brady's, and this would be a bad example. I'd say the Giants, like, like say the Giants started off this year, like, first 10 games, we're eight and two. And throughout these entire, <laughs> right, I know, that's I know. a worse scenario than anything with Tom Brady. That would never happen. But, but two. We, so the Giants, the New York Football Giants, start the year off eight and two, and somehow, some way, we've done it with a lack of quarterback from Daniel Jones, right? Lack of an ability at the quarterback position. What about right before the deadline, we decide to go try to loan us a quarterback that's kind of hot on a team that's like two and six all because of injuries at all other major positions i'm just throwing that out there horrible segue we can go somewhere else with it i'm just saying i think it's a bad idea you think (laughs) there's a lot of soccer team like football teams uh, worldwide football so that's why it works in football there's only 32 teams in the nfl and how many good quarterbacks is there yeah that's a good point (laughs) you know there's so many fucking teams in in soccer that you can get lost in the shuffle and, oh yeah, you know, that's true. You know, you could be on a bad team, so it, I, I don't know. I think it work more for basketball. I think you could do it with there. You get the D league no. going. That could be kind of like the championship, where you can try to get you know three new teams from the from the G league now. Sorry, it's not the D league anymore. Uh, yeah, stuff change like that, and then make it more of a worldwide game. Incorporate the European teams as well. Real Madrid because they have you know they have club teams in Europe as well. That's where Luca came sure. from. Real Madrid. For sure. I think it'd be it'd work better for basketball because bas- basketball is more worldwide. And, you know, basketball, before we go back to uh, Premier League, basketball actually talking about doing like midseason tournaments, kind of like an FA yeah. Cup kind of thing. So, you know, they're always trying to evolve. And I think it would that's work a good for point. Them, So I think that's a better that's a better example. But, yeah, it, it, it's cool. And the transfer deadline's coming up. So we'll definitely be talking that uh, on no. Thursday or Friday. But – Let's focus on the, the the first week. We'll start with 
Manchester United at Southampton. And let's not forget, we made predictions too. So I hope you have those handy. Yeah, absolutely. So for what did you predict? All right. Great point. So uh, United Hampton, we had both both of us predicted a draw. Uh, You predicted a 2-2 draw and I went with a 1-1 draw. And obviously we know the result. Didn't I? No, you got 2-2. I picked two. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I thought I thought I said one one, but no, you're you're correct. All right, so we both set a draw, and Man U wins one nothing away yeah. at Southampton. Um, it's actually a lot of stuff that happened in this game, particularly uh, Scott McTominay playing hacky sack with the fucking soccer <laughs> ball with his hands. Three handballs he got away with. I don't know how the hell that happened. Once again, VAR. I think we gave a shout out to VAR last week. Saying, hey, great job in that Newcastle Man City game. Wonderful job. You know, you could have red carded Trippier and changed the whole last 15 minutes. Man exactly. City probably would have won. This week, back to being shitty again. We knew that would happen. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was that was crazy. I, I can't believe nothing was called for that. Did VAR even review it? That was the first game of the weekend, so I'm not remembering correctly, but I don't know. I don't know. I know it was shown up on my Twitter feed a lot, but I mean I think United lucked out, honestly. Southampton had a couple opportunities, and they, they really tricked it. Um, I was kind of impressed with that center back that Southampton had, number 37. He was yeah. kind of pushing up a little bit, into which I actually thought, is this motherfucker a midfielder? Like, what the fuck is he doing? I did not know he lined up as center back for him. So that was kind of cool, but just a fucking boring-ass game, to be completely honest with you. I mean... <laughs> yeah. The Bruno goal was nice, but very nice goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not moved by what I'm seeing right now with United at all. Yeah, yep. And well, you know, Casemiro got some minutes at the end. Didn't really have much time mm-hmm. to make an impact. Um, Ronaldo once again on the bench. Harry Maguire once again on the bench, and yep. that's two wins when they're on the bench. So, yep. I think they're finally listening to what everybody's saying. Yeah. Harry Maguire's yeah. dog shit. I don't know why the Glazers love Harry Maguire, but you put him on the bench, you win two games. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. But yeah. What, what, what interested me with this game is, you know, the big news over the weekend. And, you know, we're going to get into our hot takes of the week. And I'll give you a hot take regarding the $100 million transfer with Anthony. I don't even know if it's a hot take at this point, but yeah, Alanga started again on the right wing. I think we'll see Anthony. He'll probably make his debut against Arsenal. I wonder if they'll start him or he'll come Um, off the bench and give a 30 minute cameo. But yeah, Anthony in for a hundred million. Alanga, he just doesn't do it for me at all on the right wing. Agreed. Can't finish. Has nothing but pace in my opinion. In fairness, he's young, right? So there's that. What's that? In fairness, he's young. So there's that, but I completely agree with you. Very underwhelming. Still, still, still a good prospect because of his age, but yeah, sure. very underwhelming. And, you know, I have to say, Lissandro Martinez, once again, was fucking great this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm always going to banter Man U and, and hate them, but, you know, I think he was treated really fucking unfairly, just like Ben White was last year for Arsenal. Come in. Ben White was 50 million. Lissandro was about 56 million. <clears throat> so, you know, you have that high price tag. The eyes are going to be on you. People are going to be waiting to pounce on you. 
and they pounced on Lissandro same way they pounced as Ben White. But I think both are quality, quality center backs. Lissandro was everywhere once again. He's a dog, and he has that yeah. dog in And I really – I think he's going to have, like, dude, once when we get to Arsenal, Mitrovic is a fucking problem. When he oh goes God, against yeah. guys like Mitrovic, mm-hmm. Mitrovic is going to be standing on his shoulders, tapping in headers. That's going to yeah. be a problem with height. But I think I think most games, you know, he has that dog in him where he's going to be able to um, be able to overcome his vertical difficulties, right? Um, For sure. But yeah, I was I was really impressed with him. And De Gea probably saved the draw as well because he made some great saves. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A couple shots that they had were just right off the post. They had some opportunities. So just kind of expanding on that real quick. Obviously, we'll talk about transfers here in a little while. Um, and and at the deadline when everything's official, God, deadline day is so fucking fun. Uh, but would you say not categorizing United the club as the transfer, but just the transfer itself of Lissandro Martinez, would you predict by the end of the year that that's actually going to be a damn good transfer? I mean, you're, you're spot on. The last two games have been like really good for him. I think so, but we need to give it time as well. We can't just say, just yeah. like we can't say after two games, he sucks. We can't say after two good games, you know, he's, he's incredible and worth the price. For sure. Because I really want to see him go against Mitrovic. I watched Mitrovic this yeah. weekend against Arsenal. He was a fucking terror, dude. Yeah. He was he was literally standing on Gabriel Jesus's shoulders at one point for a header. Yeah, um, saw that. He bullied Gabriel, who who's a strong center back. He just fucking bodied him up. And then, you know, Lissandro, <laughs> I don't care how much of a dog you are, you're gonna have problems. That's a big ass dude who's yeah. strong and he's his positional awareness is perfect. Um, so yeah, we, we have to, obviously, you know, as we got to give it time both ways, but yeah, he, he looks impressive to me and Arsenal wanted to put him as a left back. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, yeah, they, that's why they wanted to sign him as a left back over Zinchenko. I'm glad we got I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up seeing him out there. I think you might end up seeing him out there with, with United. I think the end goal is that they're going to flirt with that when they're running on all cylinders, like they were at I, or like he was at Ajax. That's exactly what Lissandro was doing, whipping balls in from the left because he was playing left back. So, I mean, yeah, you, I don't, you I don't could watch be. A lot of Ajax. Was he a, was he a left back over there? I thought he was a center back over there. He was, he was, and he, they would do what, what, a. Center back? Yeah, he would be a center back, but he would be the left of the three in the back, and oh, he would be essentially right? yeah, and he would be essentially out there just playing kind of wing back, kind of like. I mean, just whipping him in. He would also sometimes when they would bring the right back back and then allow him to be the third, he would pull pull up to kind of what City was doing with like a pivot midfield and kind of whipping it in with what like if you're watching the City games, what Kyle Walker's doing now. So yeah. he's got some diversity. The whipping of the passes is what I thought when he's they signed the him. I was like, yep, he, he's going to have those coming in. Defensively, I was like, eh, because I don't really see any of those highlights from Ajax. So. And you can't really judge uh, defensive stuff in the in the Dutch league. I mean, facts. It's a, it's kind of like the Bundesliga. There's there's one team out there that's the prestige of the league, and facts. everybody else kind of falls into place. So yeah, um, it was a good result for United. Like I said, if if Che Adams is always so inconsistent, if they had a better center forward, mm-hmm. I think they would have probably gotten something out of it. But oh yeah, man you, man, you walked away with the points, and that's all they need to do. You know, get get three points, get three points and move, get three points and move. Drop three points against Arsenal, please. Don't fucking get three points against us. But yeah, that's what that's what Man you needs to do. 
you know, I, I, I don't think that they're going to go away. They, they're annoying. They will find some way to pick up points and stay in that top four, four conversation. I'll give my top four predictions later in the week, but they're, they're going to be a pain in the ass. I just know it. Casemiro is going to be a quality transfer. And once, once they start clicking in Ten Hag system, they'll be good. So I think they're going to stick around. But good result <laughs> for United. Yeah, for sure. Next, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Uh, Brentford, Everton. Let's go. Let's go there. Honestly, didn't watch too much of this game. Just saw the highlights. Anthony yeah. Gordon bangs in a goal. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, Good finish. Seems like he's going to stay because we were talking last week, 60 million for Chelsea. Frank Lampert was saying we want 100 mil for him or something. I think I heard that, but definitely not. So he's going to stay. Good goal from Gordon. And then Brentford ties it up at home. Um Vitaly Jan- Janelt ties it up in the 84th minute. Draw. Did you watch this game? Honestly, did not watch it. I watched the highlights. Uh, a few notes that I had off watching like the 13, 14 minute breakdown of the game. Alex Iwobi looked like shit. I mean, that guy. Oh, he, he was playing did. good at center midfield. I, I was hearing that he was playing good and I saw him play a couple a times. Lot they of- him in the center midfield, which makes yeah. sense because he could never finish anything. I thought of you when I saw some of these shit passes that led to runs for Brentford, and I was like, fucking hell, he's got to be happy he's not at Arsenal right now. I mean, it just looked – there were like two to three in particular. I thought, fuck, that was stupid. So the other thing, obviously – Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Brentford, Brentford, to get a draw out of it, I feel like they should be disappointed. I mean, the one thing that Everton had was that Aaron Gordon goal, which was over the top, and he had a nice little um, – put down he he caught right. it well he captured it well and then he had that one the two touches and then he slapped it in with his left Thank foot you. i mean it was impressive yeah. it was a good goal yeah, it wasn't yeah so just also for the record it was a 1-1 draw both of us had brentford winning what did i what did i predict for the score you had 2-0 brentford i had 3-1 brentford what the fuck was i thinking i guess i'm coming off of the um Man, yeah Brent, the brentford put up uh buckets last week so Brentford is hard to predict there's weeks where they look like hey this is like a mid-table maybe a end of the top 10 type team and then they put up results like this where it's like Everton's coming in here in really bad form Uh and you know you just put up a disappointing result at Brentford so yeah they're really a tough team to predict like I if you told me you're gonna go oh and 30 whatever Brentford predictions this year I would I wouldn't be surprised because they are yeah. fucking tough to predict. Yeah, four, well they got us this week. Man, U, then they lose three two against Fulham, Fulham, and then they fucking draw against pitiful Everton, who Frank <laughs> Lampert is on the is on the clock. You're on the clock, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was lobby. Well, Brentford definitely got us this week because we both got those predictions wrong. So how are we doing this? We need to talk about that because it was a one one result. Mm-hmm. I predicted two one Brentford. You predicted 3-1. So how's that going to work? I, I was closer, so I get the point? or uh, However we can do it. If we want to do like um, – so three points, Like if you want to do it that – I was just doing it with got it right or got it wrong. Um, so it's whatever. So in this case, neither of us got the result wrong. It should be a loss for both of us. Facts. Yeah. And then last one, we both predicted draws, and it was a win. So that's another loss. Is that yep. how you were doing it? Yep. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So if you get it, 
It should be like this. Two points, two points if you were close. One point, no. Three points if you get the score correct. Okay. One point if you get the win. The win or the draw. Like if you predict it correctly. If you the predict decision. the winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. And we'll do it like that. And then obviously zero if it's freaking way off like our first two predictions. We're off to a good start. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Next next game on the list is Brighton versus Leeds. One nothing Brighton. Brighton is off to a hell of a start. They're yeah, in the man. Top four right now. I know it's early. Yeah, man. man, I I can't say enough good things about Graham Potter. This uh-huh. guy's a hell of a coach. They get rid of Basuma. They get rid of Cucurella. Malpai's gone, which is a great thing because he sucks. I think he's going to Everton, right? Uh, where did he end up going? I, I don't know. I think it was Everton, but yeah, this. I mean, Brighton really, really admire them. Just, just a smart team. Picking up yeah. decent money for Basuma and Cucurella and just keeping it moving. Brighton's a game that you just you don't want to play because you're going to go and you're going to look at their roster and you're going to say, we should roll this team over. Yeah, man, you know? I was just about to say that. Yep. Even less than 100% effort, they will beat you. They will get yep. a draw off you against the big six, against any team in the Premier League. They are a tough, tough team, and it's because of their manager. Graham Potter, excellent, excellent manager. Watch the game. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm looking at the table right now, and I'm seeing just out of four performances for them to have five goals, and you're like, what in the fuck? Five goals. If I would have told you they got four matches in, they only score five goals, you're like, what? how many points are they getting out of that? I mean, that's kind of – I'd say they probably have like six points max. Yeah. Rolling in with 10 right now, and the goals against is one. I mean, the guy is doing a masterclass performance right now, executing. I, I Just that alone, I'm not looking at passes, dribbles. I'm not looking formations, scheme, touches. I'm not looking at heat maps on the field. I'm not looking at any of that right now. If I'm just looking at that, I'm thinking with all of the losses this summer, they haven't really quite figured it out on the offensive perspective of the creativity and how they're going to get it going. But yep. this this early defensively, we're going to be so solid. We're going to be so structured that we're not giving shit up and guys doing it. Fucking hell, the guy's doing it. So, yeah, I mean, pretty impressive. I was disappointed with the Americans. Uh, obviously, yeah. I wanted Jesse Marsh and company to do more, but. I mean, yeah, probably a little bit more back to reality for them coming off of uh, that high from the previous weekend. Yeah. What what do we predict for this one? Because I honestly don't remember any of my predictions. Question. Remember maybe All one. right. So for Leeds Brighton, you had a 2-2 draw, and I had a 2-0 win for Leeds. I went, <laughs> I went crazy for the we Americans. We are terrible. Jesus Christ. What we a are. Terrible start. So yeah. So. 0-3. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, we went five and five. Okay, so we're going to pick up some results coming up because we yeah. already got three losses and then, okay. All right, perfect. Exactly. It evens yeah. out. To, it evens out. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I should have seen this kind of coming. Leeds coming off a 3-0 thrashing against mm-hmm. that pathetic Chelsea team, team last week. Um, and then, you know, they're going on the road against a well-organized Brighton team. I should have saw this result coming, but, you know, I'll get better with my picks. You know, at least yeah. I won five hundred. If if I came in here two and fucking two and uh, 
how many games? Two and uh, two and eight. Two and eight. Two and Came eight. Yeah. Two and eight. That would have been disappointing. I'm, I'm happy with the five hundred. So yeah, mm. like I said, props to Brighton. You know, obviously we know they're not a top four team, but to be you know this high up in the table this early on, and mm-hmm. you know, teams know now. Hey, we're gonna have a tough game against Brighton. We actually yeah. drew them in the Carabao Cup Arsenal. Which it's going to be tough oh, because you know Arsenal is probably going to rotate in the Carabao Cup. We oh got yeah, Europa. We got FA Cup. They're probably going to rotate, so that's a tough game. That's a really tough game because they're well coached. They uh-huh. might not rotate. They might say, "Hey, let's go for it." You know, we're Brighton. We only got this in the FA Cup. You know, we're not going to finish top four, so let's go for the Carabao Cup. That's going to be a really, really tough game. Honestly, for sure, that's, that's a game where I'm thinking that could go either way in the Carabao yeah. Cup. Absolutely. I rate Trussard. That's the one guy yes. that I think kind of gets them going. Trussard is great. I would love him as a as a backup option for Saka. Rotate with Saka. I think that would be a great pickup. Unfortunately, I think, you know, they'd probably ask for too much that we would be willing to pay. Probably yeah. 40, 50 million, somewhere around there. But yeah, he's a great player. And that, mm-hmm. that Casado, he's really good too. Yeah. Moises Casado. Yeah. I really for like sure. him. And he definitely filled in right away for uh, Basuma, who I'm also a fan of. You know, they develop talent really well up right And it's nice. It's nice to see a club like this coming in, doing things the right way, well-organized, staying above water, giving everybody a tough game. Got to like clubs like Brighton and Crystal Palace and all that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Start for them to the season. Next one, Chelsea against Leicester. What did we predict? Let's, let's start Ooh. that. Started off, what did we predict? All right, Chelsea hatred here. Yeah. Uh, we win. have we have a 2-0 Chelsea win that you predicted, and I predicted a 1-1 draw. I had Chelsea staying stagnant, and you had Chelsea showing their might. Yeah, it's not even about Chelsea showing their might. It's about Leicester being absolute garbage to start the yeah. season. God, already moved to Chelsea from the last time we did the podcast. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a blue now. <clears throat> Paper signed. And, um yeah, so this it wasn't more about hey, you know, Chelsea's going to really swing their dick in this match and lay it down. It was more of Leicester is fucking toothless. I think I said it last time. I'm honestly yeah. shocked that we're doing this podcast and Rodgers is still here. Yeah. Just just an awful awful start for Leicester. Just really really fucking terrible. And once again, I don't understand what they are doing. They lost to a 10-man Chelsea team. Connor uh-huh. Gallagher. What a stupid challenge. <laughs> At about the 20th or 30th minute, right? When did he get sent off? So he got the yellow and the red within, I think, no more of 10 minutes uh, uh, duration of time. Now, yeah, um, it, was, it was within like the 20 or 30-minute mark, I think. It was. It was. It was in those in those minutes, the, the notes that I had, even with Lester looking as minute. bad as they did, when, when, when was it? 28th minute. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, so they yeah. played a 10 men Chelsea team for almost 75% of the game and they yeah. had nothing, nothing. I mean, how is Rogers still there? Explain that to me. So the goal that they got was Harrison Barnes. I want to give a little bit of credit to Harrison Barnes or is Harrison that his Robbins? name? <laughs> oh my gosh uh, men, they, they called up harrison barnes for the sacramento <laughs> canning flew him over and said hey we need you to get a header we know you're six foot ten so we he, need you to stand in the middle and get it no he'd um, be proud harvey, harvey barnes 
Yeah, there you go. The Harvey Barnes. I like Harvey Barnes. I would actually take him at Arsenal too, but there that, And the I, goal is impressive. I mean, he he went short side. Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with the shot, but I I don't even fucking know. I just Vardy looked old. He looked so Vardy's fucking looked old, old for two dude. seasons. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was depressing. Um just a very little fight. Chelsea had Raheem Sterling show magic in one, and and then the other one was just Boy. more of a little bit of a tapping. Yeah, whatever. Well, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to show him that much love. I mean, Raheem's going to have to show me a lot more than that. He's going to miss more of the tap-ins than he's going to hit. I mean, he did miss two goals one even on the bench. He could have had a hat trick in this one. He missed. He missed an easy, easy tap, and I think I text you at one point. So I'm like, he just missed a terrible one, and then he hit a fucking worldie from outside the box. Beautiful strike. And then that yeah. second goal, that was a great cross. I think it was uh, Reese James crossed it in. It was. Yeah, it yeah, was. Beautiful view. I, I really rate Reese. He's one of the guys on Chelsea that I really, really like. I think I think Chelsea fans overrate most of their talent. I really do. But Reese is quality. Quality. For one sure. of the best right backs in football. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to me, like I said, Chelsea, three points. But, you know. This is more about to me just how pathetic Lester's been. Tillemans was the was the bright spot for Lester and Harvey Barnes. Tillemans was quality. He dropped in a bunch of beautiful through balls that Vardy couldn't finish. Um I think Dewsbury Hall missed a missed an easy one too. So yeah. you know, it's just like I said, how the hell is Brendan Rogers still here? I, I don't get it. I think if he's gone by, if he's still here next Monday, I mean, he must have some kind of dirt on the owner because they're yeah. they're, they're a relegation candidate at this point. Honestly, well, they're a relegation candidate. Fafana's already gone. Tillemans yep. is probably going to be gone, possibly to Arsenal. You know, and then and then what? They look like sellers, and they don't look like they even want to be out there at times. The only way Brandon keeps his job is if he has sat down with the front office and they have confirmed that they're all in together on the rebuild and he's going to teach tactics and in the academy. I mean, but even then, even then, there's no way some of those players in that locker room are still all in on what he's doing. Like it's just teaching tactics in the, in the championship at this rate. Yeah. They they just got 75 mil for Fafana and the the transfer windows in three days. They better mm-hmm. get moving, honestly. Yeah. Because after watching the, the, the Fulham game this weekend, Fulham's staying up. Fulham is staying up. Yeah. Do you have them Fulham's making a purchase? Do, do you see Lester going out there and saying, all right, we're taking this money, we're, we're doing a quick flip for something? Yeah, I really? saw they were in for a midfielder today. But that could be a, a Tillemans replacement. Um, I forget who it was, but it's not like some amazing midfielder, right? It was just some, yeah. some guy, I can't remember who he was from. I think people were saying he was decent, but that's probably a Tillemans replacement anyway. So you're taking Tillemans out the team. He's been there for a bit, and he's a quality, quality, Premier League proven midfielder, and you're going to bring in some guy for some other league. I mean, that's still going to be a drop-off no matter how good he is. So 100%. Licking my chops if he goes off. Yeah, they have to make a purchase, or or else they're facing being in the championship next year. It would not surprise me because – what I've seen from them has been terrible. Mm-hmm. We are four games into the season, and Leicester is number one. No, probably on my top five list of clubs in the Prem, you don't drop points to. 
You drop points to this team and you have fucked your season potentially. And when you look back at the end of the year, you're going to remember dropping points to that club. They're, they're not on that list for me. There's another team on that list too, and we'll get to them. But yeah, um, next, I mean, <clears throat> we could spend nine seconds on this next one. <laughs> one second for each goal. Liverpool versus Bournemouth. We already said it. Just relegate Bournemouth right now. Honestly. Yeah. What the hell did we predict for this game? Was it anywhere oh, wow. near what the result was? Probably. We both not. got the dub. We both oh, got yeah. the dub. I know we both um, took Liverpool. We definitely weren't taking Burnmouth. But you said two zero. I said three zero. <laughs> I didn't watch this game because it was over within six minutes, um, <laughs> so I didn't pay attention at all. I just looked at the stats. Um, the the most surprising thing I gathered from looking at the stats was Salah didn't score. What's not going shit. on with Mo Salah? I he saw looks, on the highlights he missed a couple easy ones too. What's yeah, going on with Mo Salah? Yeah, he missed bunnies. I mean, I I don't know if he's just too comfortable. Daddy got paid, so he's relaxing. Um, I mean, he's what I <laughs> I mean all all I really took out of this weekend, to be completely frank, is this: you got three points. Fuck. All right, you're back. Like you don't you could have you could have did that at four or five goals. There was a, an emotional mar- a moment for Harvey Elliott. He scored a goal, and there was. Good I think goal. he just lost a loved one. Yeah, good. Yeah, fire up, cracking of a goal. You know, really shout out to him. I like yeah, him a lot. He's a good, good player. Sure. Yep. Great player. Great player. Definitely like him. Um wasn't it's Liverpool. I'm happy for my top four predictions, but I'm sad because I'm a city fan and they're back. So fuck. They're they gonna contend. Nice goal differential. They were like, <laughs> Yeah. That's the other thing I was gonna note. That that's gonna fuck a lot of people. And a lot of people are gonna look at goal differential and be like, Oh man, what's going on with Liverpool? Later on in the year, also, when it gets like to those close races, I mean it matters. Could you imagine that that last year? That would have really put even more heat on us to win those last few games. So that really kind of pissed me off too. Yeah, yeah. They they were way behind in goal differential. Now they're like, I think they're number one in the league now. I gotta look at that again. But I think they're up there now, which is they're fucking, tied. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing to say about Burnmouth. There's nothing to say. They will be a hundred percent going down. A hundred percent. Just, just, man, they are bad. I thought Norwich City was bad last year in the Premier League, but this oh, team sucks. And what's yeah. even crazier, this says more about Aston Villa because somehow Aston Villa lost two nothing to them on 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 the opening day. So what does that say about Stevie G? You know, speaking of Liverpool, but we'll get to them soon. So we both picked up a point, but it was really no. a. Wasn't a great prediction because I think if you combine both of the scores we had for Liverpool, we were still fifty percent of the way there. Yeah, basically. Right? What did we pick? Yeah, you had two zero. I had three zero. So it would have been so five. Yeah, five goals and they scored nine. <laughs> so yeah, our predictions. I really want to have better predictions this week. So let's let's, let's do that, dude. We got it. We got to be a little better here. We're looking we're looking amateurish, but it is what yeah. it is. Next up, Man City versus Crystal Palace. Go ahead. This is your team. Give us a prediction and, and, and take it take it from here. Game of the week for me. Oh. Most exciting. Two, that two was better down. than Arsenal Fulham? Yeah, I thought Fulham was boring, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. The okay. goal that he got was absolutely Gabriel just farting for a minute. I mean, he shit himself for two seconds. It's not that big of a deal. And, I mean... 
again, we were messaging about it. You're going to have championship moments throughout the year. Arsenal are having their championship moments right now, and it's good to see. Team Championship teams do that. They win games when you get a sh- just a stupid goal. You know City were down 2-0 off of John Stone's own goal off of his knee after it bounced yeah. off of three or four people, and they got a cross four header, which was from a corner, and or it might have been a set piece down there. Better. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Spot on. Allen needs to do better marking on that. For sure. You, yeah. you saw that, right? I did. Just, I did, yeah. He just left him open, wide open in the middle, and he just, boom, corner pocket. Yeah, yeah. And that that's a little deflating somewhat. Um, But if I'm going to sit here and critique Holland's game, and my argument's going to be that he fucked up on a header and gave a clean shot, we just had our worst-case scenario, and my, my boy gave me three goals to make up for it. So we're going to be okay. Like, I'm going to run with that. Those are little things that are going to be pivotal to at the end. Um, but uh, that was the game of the week for me. Palace, Patrick Vieira was doing an absolute gem again. I mean, the squad looked off for it, had the spirits, and then we had a little sh- uh, little shit goal. Bernardo had a bounce off a leg, but goes in. Um, happens, I think though. he's... Odegaard had the same thing in the Arsenal game. Yeah, and I, I would make the argument, you know, the soccer gods reward creativity and reward work rate. Players like Odegaard, players like Bernardo get those types of bounces because of the fact that they're fucking everywhere. And if you can do it, then you'll get that type of luck too. Sometimes you just got to bang it in there, you know, and, you know, it taking a deflection and going in the goal. Sometimes that's what it just takes. You know, you don't, you're not aiming to do that, but sometimes that's why you shoot because crazy shit happens. Deflections, you know, the goalie fucking misses it, you know, stuff like that always, always happens. So. Um, yeah, it was it was impressive once again from Man City. They're looking more and more like they're going to run away with the title, in my opinion. I just can't see anybody matching it. And just to have that big fucking Norwegian in the middle get yeah. eight touches and score three goals for all you hot take artists who said Holland was going to flop. This is on you, you sons of bitches. <laughs> wishing trying to wish that into existence you did the complete opposite the man is out he's taking heads he's taking heads he's taking names and this is all your fault we ain't going to be doing that hot take bullshit here we're only going to be saying what we truly truly feel that's it I'm, I'm tired of the hot take culture i mean honestly you really <laughs> thought erlen holland was gonna I, I get that the bundesliga is a joke but if you watch the guy for 10 minutes you know he's special you know he's special. He's different. And it's crazy. Him to come into a Manchester. It's not like he came into fucking. Uh, he. It's not like he came into fucking Chelsea. Maybe you yeah. could tell me that he's not going to get the golden boot because Thomas Tuchel couldn't fucking. He couldn't send an attack into a fucking. I don't know. I, I can't come up with the analogy, but his attack is fucking pitiful. He couldn't Look score on open net. You know. Yeah. No. And so if he was going there, maybe we could sit here and have the conversation. But he's going into Pep Guardiola's Manchester City side, who hold 80% possession for most games. And and they have Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Gundawan, freaking Phil Foden, all these creative players. You know, you have freaking just a loaded, loaded team. Jack Grealish, whoever, you know, with Erlen Holland up top, and he's not going to score a ton of goals. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? No. There's no way anybody actually believed that. Seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're wanting attention. You're wanting attention, and you're going to try to find some creative way to support the statement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it makes no sense. Like you said, watching the guy for ten minutes will tell you almost everything that you need to know. Um, I've been more impressed actually with his build up, with his one to two touches that he's been able to kind of create, get more involved, and kind of come up like a false nine and say, "Hey, I can play too." Um, now, obviously, if I were to do a checklist and go down that path. Um, and just do the guy that we lost, Gabriel Jesus and Erling Holland. I mean, Gabriel Jesus gets a check mark. Gabriel Jesus is a lot more dynamic with the ball and more creative with that false nine thing. But I mean, that's just, you know, it's picking. And what we have now in City is a direct, true Nordic meat shield of a man who just wants every bit of goals. The man just lives for it. And it's incredible. If I'm also taking away what I saw, Sergio Gomez is going to be the fucking truth for us. He's not nowhere near Sinchenko. But if City are going to go far in the Champions League, we're going to have to have some great success in him and his ability. Because I saw enough in the 10 minutes that he played. Man, dude, the guy can really, really move, really play. Um, he looked good. Yeah, I love them. So disappointed with Jao Cancelo. Came off at half for a reason. Um, also really fucking disappointed with Riyad Mahrez. I fi- I'm going to see, I think we're going to see a Riyad Mahrez who struggles because his work rate is no longer acceptable on that wing just staying up there because of that false nine premise. Now that we have Holland being the meat shield up there, that's the guy who gets to have the suspect work rate and maybe just going back and forth. Mahrez's inability to kind of cut back in the middle and come back in and try to get involved with some passes and be quick on the counter from that from that perspective, that's disappointing. So unless he changes that mentality, and he just signed a contract too. So I was really disappointed with what I saw with him. But uh, Julian Alvarez, oh man, that's another one. I'm not at the Gabriel Jesus level, clearly not, but it's coming. That guy, he knows the movement. He knows where to be. Future poacher for sure. Loving what I'm seeing out of him. Yeah, it's a good point with Riyad Mahrez, and it's one of the reasons I'm scared and I want Bukayo Saka tied down to a contract right away because R- Mahrez is getting old and they're going to need a right winger. And yeah, there's already been rumors that Pep is an admirer of Saka, so please get him signed to a new contract immediately. Um, uh-huh. From the Crystal, Crystal Palace side of things, um, what happened with Zaha? I, I still don't understand. Crystal Palace said he was injured. So, yeah, he didn't play this game. Palace said he was injured. Zaha said he was not injured. Yeah, so out for a potential transfer, I cannot see Zaha being transferred at this late in the stage. I just can't see it unless somebody like Chelsea throws you know, seventy million on the table, sixty million on the table, which they they're stupid enough to do. Not that Zaha is not good, but it's an overpay for a guy in the last year of his contract. But that's the yeah. only way I could see him moving because you know that's his that's Crystal Palace's best player. You know, oh, hands yeah. down. So I can't see it happening this late. But yeah, is, is he in the last year of his contract? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I have I to look. I can check real quick. But I found it interesting that he didn't play, and I don't think he's made a public statement. Um, it might have been a rumor that he said he was not injured, or maybe he said it on social media. But I heard that he said he was not injured. So I don't know. I don't know. So it, it was just strange to me, but. <clears throat> Still, they went up two nothing against Man City. I mean, Crystal Palace, yep. tough, tough game. 
like I said, to me, the two toughest games outside of the Big Six, Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park and Newcastle at St. James Park. Those are the two toughest games outside of the Big Six. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy we got uh, Selhurst Park away out of the way. So, yeah. yeah, Crystal Palace, once again, good. Vieira just tactically very, very good. Always sets up well. Quick updates for you before we kind of move on to the next one. So his contract does expire at the end of the year. So there's that. Also, uh, it was rumored to pick up a leg injury towards the last game. I think mm-hmm. it said it was Villa that they played. And he picked up another little nick in, in training. So that's what it ended up being for. So I don't know if you're going to read much into that, but if I'm Crystal Palace, also, also, they put in a bid today to try to go ahead and get um, Gallagher. Gallagher back. So 30 million, I believe it was. Yep, I saw that. If you're Chelsea, do you keep Gallagher or, or you, you take the 30 mil? That. You're asking me who thinks with like logic and sense and tries to understand what I'm missing and what I'm trying to do. I mean, Chelsea's actions have been so fucking shit and poor. I don't know what they're trying to do. The answer to to predict that would have to tell you like, well, I would understand what Chelsea was doing. If it were me, I mean, you just got rid of Ross Barkley's contract. You terminated it. So he's a free man. He can go. I would be kind of worried about never even played there. Yeah, so I would be more worried about the depth, um, and I think he really is a Chelsea player. I would probably keep him. Yeah, um, $30 million is not a ton, so yeah. I don't think they move him for that. I think if it was maybe 40, 50, I don't, 50 is too much. If it was around 40, I think they seriously consider it. Yeah. I think the problem with Gallagher right now is he's obviously pressing too hard. You know, he's trying to show out for his 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 boyhood club, Chelsea. And yeah. I don't think he fits into this Thomas Tuchel system. I really don't. He played last year in a three-man mid at Crystal Palace, and that's where he flourished. You know, I think he had almost 10 goals. I think he had nine, but he might have had double-digit goals. He He's one of those midfielders that he arrives late in the box and gets those, those goals where he bangs in. It's not working. Tuchel's putting him in a double pivot with Georgina, yo. Makes yeah. no fucking sense. I mean, that is not None. a position for Conor Gallagher. So, I mean, maybe he's just if, – if they're planning on sticking with Tuchel, I just don't see how it's going to work. So maybe you do take the money. I don't, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. It would be a quality pickup for, for Crystal Palace, but I don't see it happening. I think they'll stick on to him. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one, right? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because they're they're active. That's the more that's the part that has it all kind of like if if they were just sitting back, you know, not kind of happy with what they have. All right, Sterling's going to be up front. You know, we got Koulibaly who answered the defensive uh, purposes, um, and we're good. We're good. We're going to move from that. But I mean, Chelsea seem to never be fucking happy. I mean, you got Marcus Alonso who's been flirting with Barcelona the whole fucking summer. Uh, you got uh, uh, Chelsea who've been flirting with. Uh, Pierre. So, I mean, someone's going to, they're doing something, but no matter what they're doing, it does not fix the ultimate answer of the formation and the strategic chemistry that's going to allow for sustainability and success in that league. Tuchel's got it all fucked up. He does. He's not diverse enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> we'll talk more about them later. But uh, yeah, w- what do we have for our, the Manchester City Crystal Palace? What was our predictions? I think I missed it. We had Crystal Palace. You picked 2-1 City, and I had 3-1 City. So you get that point. Well, we both get it because oh, you yeah, were yeah. right. Sorry, sorry. But I was I was 3-2. I mean, it's not accurate, so. Yeah. Did we get anything on the nose? Um, let's see. You had Spurs winning 4-1, and they went 2-0. No, nah, I don't think we got anything on the nose. Crazy, no, crazy. You, you were close with Arsenal-Fulham. You had 2-0, and Arsenal won 2-1. Yeah. But close, close, but no cigar. And we'll, we'll, let's get to that game. I think we're, we're up to them anyway. Arsenal-Fulham, yeah. you had what? You had 1-0? Uh, 1-0? What'd you have? Arsenal-Fulham, I had Arsenal winning 3-2. to 3-2, two. Two, that's right. You had us conceding two goals, and I was upset with that the other day. But that's uh, right, yeah. we conceded one. It was a pathetic, pathetic goal. Um, Gabriel with a mental lapse, and he, I, I love the guy. I think he's a great center back, but he needs to iron out those mental mistakes. He mm. had a horrible one against Wolves last year. Same kind of thing, that Huang guy. He passed it right back to him. It was a great assist if they were on the attack and he was on the same yeah. team as him. And, you know, he just was able to tap it in from the side side angle because Ramsdale came out. But um, he needs to get rid of those mistakes. But, yeah, more so on the overall game, you know, Fulham's impressive. I, I thought they were good. You know, you said you, you thought Fulham was boring. I was impressed by them. I mean, they were, they were away on the road, London Derby, newly promoted side. Most times those teams come in and they fucking park the bus. Fulham played uh-huh. their game, which I was impressed with, and they played their game well. They have some good players there. Paulina or whatever, that uh, defensive mid, he's really Balinho. good. From Port- yeah, Balinho from Portugal. I think he was from Sporting. Um, really good player. And, man, like I said before, Mitrovic, <sighs> the dude is good. That's Peace. a guy I would love to have on Arsenal as a, as a second striker. You know, when you need to change things up and you need a target man striker in there when because when, Jesus is not able to get in the box, you know, he's not the biggest guy. And sometimes, you know, it's just not working. you got to have a, a plan B. Mitrovic yeah. would be a perfect plan B. It's probably not going to happen. Never will. But, yeah, the guy was impressive. He was bullying Gabriel. Saliba kept him at bay. Saliba's quality. But from an Arsenal perspective, great win. Great win. This is a game. Yep. Arsenal of the past, they fold. They give, they have a mental mistake, and they get out of there with a draw at best. Most times, they're not picking up any kind of points. Yep. Martin Odegaard. Martin Odegaard. Put some respect on Martin Odegaard. I think yeah. you texted me before the game and said, Martin Odegaard needs to have a good game. He had a great game. He didn't have a good yeah. game. He had a great game. He That's single-handedly. He proved why. He was picked the captain in this match. He Uh was great. I mean, we couldn't finish anything in that first half. And once that happened, I knew we were going to be in for a hell of a game. Went in 0-0 at the half. But Martin Odegaard, the through balls he puts in, this guy's vision and his touch and his passes are just so crisp. He put in in the end that Eddie Nketiah missed, but he put in over the top of the defender. He put in a ball over the top. I mean, it was like an alley-oop from yeah. 
really, really. And Eddie and Ketty's first touch was good. He should have banged it in kind of like uh, Kai Havertz did last year against Newcastle. But um, just just so impressed by him. And, you know, every, anybody who was questioning why, oh, why'd you pick Odegaard as captain? He showed it there. He single-handedly willed us back in the game. And, um, you know, Gabriel made up for his mistake at the end. Great job. You know, gets in the box. Boom, slaps it in. Our old keeper, Bert Leno, makes a stupid goalkeeping mistake. Goes up, doesn't come down with the ball. And Gabriel bangs it in. 2-1 Arsenal. I thought it was a really good win because this Fulham team's tough. They're going to give a lot of tough games to people, especially oh, yeah. the way. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a really, really good win for Arsenal. 2-1. Drew against, Drew against Liverpool? I mean, Fulham are tough. Fulham are tough. I mean, Arsenal Arsenal showed exactly what I've been hoping. I think from the outside, you guys, from the outside, you guys are real more hesitant about it. I, I think it's already there, man. If Leicester can do it in a year, in a year that they had now, mind you, Danny Drinkwater, Conte, Vardy, Mares. I mean, they had players, right? I get it. I get it. And players unnamed. But I really think, and we'll see what happens before the end of the deadline, one to two more pieces. If one just comes, you're you're completely of the, if nothing comes, it's a fucking embarrassment. But I, I, I see enough right now. You guys are con- competing. I see enough. I really do. I don't see it, and I, th- I honestly think you're trying to jinx us. I really do, Jesus. because you're gassing us up way too much. Now, listen, we're playing good, and you know, we we're well, let's let's talk about this too, because this is was really fucking annoying, and this is a this is a new thing, and I don't understand. Arsenal's over celebrating. What are, what are they? Celebrating? Oh, we're celebrating a, a a last minute win, and I think it was the 87th minute. Sorry. You know what? You know, next time we do that, we're going to put the ball down and we're going to just run back and we're going to say, hey, don't celebrate because this isn't an FA Cup final or this isn't the last game in the Premier League where we're going to win it all. I mean, Jesus Christ, can we not have fun anymore? I mean, this is (laughs) supposed to be a game about fun, right? I mean, what what is this for? They're making a living out of there. But aren't sports supposed to be fun? I mean, let's go back five years. The Wenger Out Brigade from AFTV, all those guys. This club was toxic for years. Finally, Arsenal has something to root for. We have a lot of exciting young talent. Saka sucked in this game, but that dude's probably worth about $100 million on the open market, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. Saliba, probably the best young center back I've seen. Great talent. You know, we have Odegaard. Stockwising every day with him. 24 years old. Martinelli, another impressive left winger. Every time we play Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp is is talking about him like he's his son. I mean, this is an exciting young team, young manager. Things are finally starting to click. There's stuff to look forward for. The Cronkies are investing. Jesus Christ, guys. Are are we supposed to, like, say, hey, you know, until we win the Premier League, we're going to be miserable as fuck, and we're just going to pout more? Because when we were pouting, about Wenger out, we got criticism for that as well. Yep. So I guess we can't win. I guess until nope. we won the Premier League, we can't say anything. So end yeah, the podcast. No, no. We're done. Sorry. Sorry, Simon <laughs> Jordan. Yep. Can't talk about them. Can't bring them up. You can't, you know, it's it's embarrassing. Yes. I mean, and and this is and this is the argument that I hear too. This is the narrow-minded approach. Because what they would say to you, your your rant right now from an Arsenal perspective is um against Fulham at home. 
That's what they said. Celebrating Fulham at home. It's so it just shows why you were so unsuccessful for yourself for talking all that shit because it's not about just Fulham. It's about being one nil down and being the only undefeated team left and having the absolute fortitude to come back. No, the perseverance to take that in the face and say, we're good. When Zinni's didn't start, you exactly. don't have Thomas Partey. You, you're in a situation where it's even more challenging. It's now taken, fuck your home field. We're down one nil. Also, we don't have our best players, so they can go ahead and be more attacking. So now we're asking backup players to be stars. This earns the stripes that earns the trophy at the end. That's what gets you the trophy at the end. These types of great battles. And I'm not, I really mean it. Mainly because I believe in Arteta. I really do believe in that guy and what he's doing. Mainly because it's, if, if they do it, if they do it. City are so taking credit for this. I'm just telling you right now. City, from a city's perspective, hey, if we don't get the three P and Arsenal do it, it's mini city over there. Look what they're doing and look how they how we did it. No problem. Thank you for supporting us and thank you for doing it in a way that's actually, I don't know, feasible. And let's let's also talk about that for a second. Throw us some talk- more players then if you want to take credit for the trophy. Give, Shit. Give no, the rest back. of them ain't coming let's, so damn cheap no more. What's Bernardo? You know, he's Seven. Throw, throw him to us, please. Fuck. Bernardo, Bernardo's leaving the country. Bernardo, If Bernardo's leaving a place for another team, he's leaving the country. That's for sure. For sure. Spain. For sure. But yeah. No, it, it's a good point. We didn't. I didn't even mention Zinchenko and Partey were out. Um, obviously, we have Tierney and backup for, for Zinchenko, but quality off there you could see like i like tyranny but zinchenko is on another level man that guy's quality on the ball and he just brings a whole different dynamic to the team and you noticed it you definitely noticed it on on and and more so with Partey. Partey to me um first of all the guy's injury record i I think the guy was like never injured when he was at atletico and he comes to arsenal and he can't play 10 games in a row without getting injured so that's a concern and this is why yeah. I'm saying, because we're, we're four games into the season and we already lost our DM. And he's probably our most important player for how we play. We put him in a single pivot and he controls everything. He's, he's, he's the back line before the center backs. And he's he that controls good. everything and he pivots. And, you know, Mohamed Elneny, he's not going to give you more than a 6 out of 10. He's just not. He's a very safe, safe DM where he just, yeah. he just he's a ball stopper. That's it. He doesn't play those balls between the lines. He doesn't advance anything. So three games into the season, and this is why I'm saying if if Thursday comes around and we didn't get anything in, I'm going to be really disappointed because we're right there. We're right there. Even though Tielemans is not a DM, we still need that other midfielder. Bring in a Tielemans because there's not many like DMs out there to get for like a good price. You're going to have to overpay like fucking Man United did for Casemiro. And we need yeah. rotation for Saka. Saka needs to be challenged out there. We got rid of Pepe. If they get rid of Pepe and don't bring in a backup right winger, it's going to be the January transfer window all over again, where we shipped out of Bamiang and we did not bring in a striker. It's going to be the same thing, and it would be very disappointing to see the board make the same exact fucking mistake they made six months ago. Very disappointing. We If yeah, we that- those two positions... Will be will be gravy, and I can get on your train, your choo choo train, where where fucking our Arsenal are contenders. Are you got? So you're saying you need two more? 
to I'm be happy. Two more. I'm when you're in a midfield, I'll be, I'll be okay with one more. Sure. You know, zero. It's just devastating. We've spent a lot of money. We haven't been in the Champions League for a while, so we don't have that that high high revenue that we used to have. So uh-huh. I mean, if we get one more, I'll be okay with it. If we get nobody, it's full meltdown mode on Thursday night. No, a move is going to be made. A move is going to be made. It's going to be for the right price. I think that's what ultimately is going to happen. The the issue I think you've noted is as you get closer to the deadline, you're going to be overpaying because as as anyone you're looking at, it's got to lay someone else looking at them, which means the closer you get, you're you're going to be overpaying. Not necessarily. What? I, not necessarily because a team like Leicester. Sorry, my mic's going crazy. Hang on one second. Not necessarily because a team like Leicester, who has Telemans mm-hmm. on, on last year of his contract. What I think is going on with there, because we've been linked for Telemans for three fucking months, and we haven't got the deal done. What I think is going on with Telemans is Lester wants $30 million. We're saying he's in the last year of his contract. We're not giving you $30, 35000000 million. You're out of your mind. He's going to walk in. We already agreed to terms. And then there's, there's reports coming out. Uh, Fabrizio said it. Arsenal's just going to wait for free agency. They're just going to wait. To me, that sounds like negotiation tactics. Doesn't that sound like that to you? For sure. Like, hey, we're trying to drive down the price. We don't want to play 30. And guess what? He already agreed to terms. So once the season ends, he's going to be in, in, in Arsenal colors. He's going to have the cannon yeah. on the shirt. Um, yeah. So to so me. Get you something now for him as opposed to losing him for free. Take the fucking 15 or 20 we're going to give you. We'll give you 15 yeah. with add-ons. And take it or leave it. You guys can barely get a win. So I would take it if I were you. What what really helps a lot of clubs right now is the fact that a club like Manchester City have already come out publicly and said, we're, our window's done. We're not doing shit. Because all it takes is for a club to drop a city or looking at them, and you're going to scramble to match an evaluation type shit. So, I mean, Liverpool would be my concern with Klopp already coming out and saying he wants a midfield after I think he, he throws these little jabs at people, right? That, that angry German likes to go ahead and say some shit underneath his breath without you realizing. And it was basically like, yeah, I, I was wrong. You guys were right. We need a midfielder. So here we go. We're going to go get one. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, I don't know. Keep playing old ass 74 old uh, James Milner, M- Mr. I think I can get it done that way. So whatever there, that would be a potential, uh, club that kind of hijacks that that deal um i'd be i'm very interested to see who who they grab i'm bored with this the window i'm looking at all these clubs and i'm just thinking who, who's really trying to make that next push to kind of put themselves in the top four for sure i would love to see arsenal just solidify it i think they have enough now you're you're really kind of pressing for this next couple of days yeah I, i'm i'm the kind of fan though that's always cautious i'm never gonna freaking come in here bragging that we're gonna win the league or we're contenders I'm always waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm a negative piece of garbage. What can I say? Uh, That's fair. Realist. <laughs> Realist. Realistic, I guess. Yeah. But no, we, I think I think any realistic Arsenal fan is going to sit there and tell you, my camera just fell, is going to sit there and tell you, we definitely, definitely need at least one more, probably two. Because Saka has not been good. He needs competition over there. You know, we saw yeah. Martinelli get better when he had Smith Rowe on the left wing pushing him. You know, we saw Smith Rowe get better when he had Odegaard come in when when Smith Rowe was playing the ten. You know, competition at every position is very important. There's For nobody sure. out there on the right wing, so it benefits everybody to get a right winger. And we need the depth. Like I said, three games in, we're already down two players, two starters at that. Not just two players, two starters. 
Zinchenko is our starting left back. So, uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Next game, West Ham finally, finally (laughs) points on the board for West Ham. They had no goals and no points coming in this game. Crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, But, yeah, they finally pick up a point uh, against the terrible Aston Villa. Just terrible. And we play them Wednesday, and I'm excited for that. I really am because they are a fucking mess, a true, true mess. I have mm-hmm. no idea what Steven Gerrard's tactics are. I really don't. Uh, don't get it at all. John McGinn has been awful. I don't get why they paid 35 to 40 for uh, Buendia from Norwich City, and the guy doesn't even play, really. That's a strange one. I don't understand that at all. McGinn has been terrible for about half a season, a full season. Just what's going on here? And and another one. I can't believe we're talking now, and this guy's not gone. I know Villa fans yeah. are annoyed. They want him gone. Villa's invested a ton of money, and mm-hmm. this is a terror. They lost to Bournemouth. I'll say that again. <laughs> they lost to Bournemouth on the first game of the season. I mean, I it's what to say. it's number two on my list of clubs that you don't fucking drop points to. Uh, they're fucking shit. They don't look adequate. They don't, uh, it does. It just looks horrible. Or I, I, I don't know if this was more of West Ham getting itself together and kind of, I mean, it was only one nothing. So like, it really, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was kind of bad football around. Um, I did enjoy some of the runouts that West Ham eventually got, uh, I definitely love to see Jared Bowen in space, but I, it's yeah, just, Bowen's yeah, for sure. And Wendy, I really thought I saw, I mean, he came on at some point, um, but whatever, West Ham looked better. Aston Villa looked like shit. Gerard's out. And if we lose to them, I'm going to be fucking pissed at some point. Yeah. Well, we, we got them Wednesday, so I'll tell you on Thursday if I'm pissed, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this This was at least West Ham. Hopefully they can get going. I know they got Tottenham this week. So, um, you know, they need to get moving because, you know, they were a tough team the last few years, and they just picked up Paqueta. So yeah. I think, you know, that's going to be a great move for them because Suchek has just been really, really going downhill. And to get Paqueta in for Suchek, I think that's a great, great uh Great signing for for West Ham. Really great signing. I'm a really big fan of Paqueta. I really wish that Arsenal got him. He would have been perfect for for what I wanted, but um, we didn't. But So, yeah, West Ham picking up three points. What do we predict for this one? For the West Ham game, we had 2-1 to Villa is what you had, and I had 2-0 to West Ham. I had Villa winning. You did. <laughs> what an idiot. You did. Two to one. <sighs> yeah, I don't know why I did that. I guess I figured Villa Villa at Villa Park, there's no way they can lose this and 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 still have Steven Gerrard appointed as manager at this point, but that's exactly what is happening. I, I don't I don't get it. I was on uh, Aston Villa's Reddit yesterday and the first post was Steven Gerrard has got to go. You know, nobody yeah. understands what he's trying to do at all. Um, and you see it on the pitch, just tactically, tactically naive every fucking game. Don't know what they're doing. And yeah, we play them one day. And honestly, I'm excited because, you know, when you have a manager that everybody 
the fan base, and I'm sure the players are talking about it as well. If the fan base is talking about it, you know the players are saying, man, what the fuck are we doing here? When you got mm-hmm, a team mm-hmm. like that where the manager's pretty much kind of one foot out the door, I'll be disappointed if it's not a 3-0 win for Arsenal. I was literally about to say slap three on their head and call it a day. Call like, it a day. Get that game over with by the 30th. Absolutely. Minute, please. Absolutely. You should be hearing, you should be, by the 60th minute, you should be hearing certain players on Villa's team in the midfield in throughout the game talking about where they're trying to get transferred to by the end of the window. Yep. By the 60th minute, it should be, hey, who do you think Villa's going to appoint as manager? And I'm hearing a lot of uh, um, Pochettino, possibly. They're going to go for Pochettino, try to get him in there. So Look at we'll them. See. That'll be interesting. That'll be a conversation for Thursday when he gets fired. CVG. But um, <laughs> yeah. next game, Wolves, Newcastle, 1-1 draw at the Molyneux. This game had some bangers. Ruben Neves yeah, with a banger from outside the box. Ruben Neves is a guy I think Liverpool would be stupid not to slap $70 million on the table for. To me, the guy's one of the best uh, Premier League midfielders, period. He's versatile. He can play box-to-box. He can even play DM. He can even create a little bit. I mean, the guy's a great, great midfielder. I'm shocked more clubs haven't gone in for him. I really am. Guy's quality, that finish from outside the box, was awesome, awesome. And it was topped by an even better finish from Allen St. Maximum. Love this guy. That volley. Man, that shot. One of the best goals I've seen in a while. Incredible volley. The technique on that. That's a that's a that's one where the goalie has zero chance of saving. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a quality game, a little boring at times, but yep. I think Newcastle is probably happy to get out of there with a draw because they didn't really play that good for most of the game and they still got still got points. And they could have got the win. They yeah. missed a, a corner oh, yeah. shot at the end and it so came off the post. Right outside the box. Really stupid, stupid challenge uh by the wolves <laughs> at the end. I mean, man, they really could have gotten uh, gotten themselves a sneaky dub there. I mean, uh, Ruben Neves got, goes to Arsenal; they win the league, right? If we were to sign, it would never happen because they're going to ask for too much. They're asking for fifty million for Neto. They're probably going to ask for seventy, eighty for Neves. I think easily. If if we get Neves, yeah, uh, that's that's a signing where I'm going. Okay, we can compete now, hundred yeah. percent. We can so, oh, you're sending the message to the world, to the league. That's you're a sending in, in, uh, it, that that is a blockbuster before the deal. Here we are. Look at top of the table, and in a couple months, we're still going to be there. Type shit. It's not that sexy move where you're bringing in a big name, but people who know the league know Neves is great, and that's that would be a sexy effect. name for me. Yeah. I've seen so, enough. That's that name entices me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's not happening. Let's not dream too much. <laughs> well, hey, man, you never know. Eh, I know. It's not happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my takeaways were, again, I thought Newcastle could have sneaky, got the dub. Um, Wolves are actually looking a little bit kind of more put together. That's that Portuguese, you know, cohesion. But it was so boring. It was Oh, the buildup was slow. I was really, really bothered by that. I was expecting to see a little bit more. Um, I've never been a big fan of Raul Jimenez. I'm, I'm more understanding to his injury. I get it. I know that was that was tough, tough to see. And maybe it's the American in me that just hopes I don't really get to see you, you know, be a standout for the Mexican team. But um, I don't know. 
boring game. He's definitely dropped off since that head collision with David Luiz. But I mean, yeah. yeah, Wolves look better, but they need to they need to be better up front because yeah. they're sitting here now in nineteenth, two points on the board. That's pretty bad. Negative two goal differential. And they got off to a slow start last season, and they end up, you know, in the top half of the table. But, yeah, they need to get going here and start picking up three points, three points, three points, because they're sitting in 19th now. And, you know, if if they're expecting, like, teams like Fulham and Crystal Palace and, 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 you know, all these other teams, West Ham, to start slowing down, I don't think so. I think those teams are going to keep picking up points. And, you know, Wolverhampton need to get going. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a decent game. Like I said, two great goals, probably two two of the best goals of the weekend, honestly. Oh, and yeah, then absolutely. let's finish, last but not least. Wait, what do we – did we get our predictions for that? Oh, uh, yeah, let's do that real quick. So for Wolverhampton. Wolves Newcastle, you had 2-1 Wolves, and I had 2-0 Newcastle. So zeros across the board. Yep. Man. All right, all right, all right. Last but not least, last but least, actually, the very least, Tottenham Hotspurs exactly. at Nottingham Forest. <sighs> Two nothing Tottenham. Disappointed with that. Really, really annoying game if you're a Nottingham yes. Forest fan because they dominated possession. They had some great chances, but they 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 brought in eighteen fucking players, Nottingham Forest, but they didn't bring in a fucking finisher, a fucking striker. A center forward, a single one. because holy shit, the finishing was pathetic in this game, and they 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 were attacking, attacking, attacking uh, Tottenham the whole game, um, and they couldn't get anything. I think if they had a, a center forward in this, uh, a number nine, this would have been a game where they at least picked up one point, possibly even the dub. But Tottenham, their counterattack is lethal, but they're fucking boring. Just just terrorist football. If you if that's right. what you want to call it, just horrible negative, tactics. negative yeah. football. Yeah. Antonio Conte is Jose Marino part two. Mm-hmm. Just fucking another Simeone at Atletico, just fucking mm-hmm. putting everybody in the back and just trying to counter. Yeah. There's there's nothing, and I feel like Tottenham just getting lucky. They have ten points somehow, and they haven't looked good in one game. So that's okay. that's Conte ball. And it's annoying because it is not pretty in the eyes. It's actually disgusting to watch. It's it's sad. It's I think to a certain part, it's fucking degrading because, I mean, quite frankly, you know, you're 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 asking some of these players to just do what they've been told their all life, their whole life to do. And now you're asking them to spend the majority of the minutes that they're on the pitch to. Uh, read passing lanes and try to time it like a hunter, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm going for it. And you can only do that for so long. Human son came off the pitch, pissed, didn't want to be subbed off. Or Charleston, uh, just, I mean, the shithousery of wow. dancing and just doing what he was doing. Um, I, I think as, as, as they start to progress, as the season starts to progress more and more, we're going to look at the Tottenham's and the Chelsea's and we're just going to kind of wonder, why just why like why are you doing this the way that you're doing it i never really conte's success is because it's a limited amount of time man people can only deal with that disciplinarian for so long richarlison is going to be starting a few games coming up son's going to sit and get a breather um and 
we'll see how they go. But I don't think they're really that talented. I, I will be on record for saying Eric Dyer's shit. I think that... Um, Not according to Tottenham fans. I see Tottenham fans <sighs> every week on fucking Twitter and Reddit. Why isn't Eric Dyer being selected for the England squad? Because he's fucking yeah. garbage. That's why. Because he's and got cinder blocks for legs. They can't keep getting away with it. And what they're doing also is they're pissing off people in the process. Nottingham Forest is going to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium looking to get get revenge because Richarlison yeah. was a fucking clown. I mean, dude, have some self-awareness. You went away to a newly promoted side and you played <laughs> 10 men behind the ball for the whole fucking game. I mean, yeah. seriously. You didn't come here like prime Barcelona and slap them up. You put 10 men behind the ball and you counterattacked all day. It was boring, terrorist football. And, you know, good for them. They're getting their points, but it's going to catch up to them eventually. Um, yeah. You know, they the, the problem with Tottenham is their front three is probably one of the best front threes in the league. So they can counter and they can get a good XG. Their XG yesterday was like three goals almost because Kulisevsky is quality on the right wing. Son mm-hmm. is son. He's off to a slow start in the season, but you know he's going to pick it up. And that little bastard Harry Kane, he bangs in goals constantly. So, you know, they could play this kind of football, but I feel like it's going to catch up to them. I really do. To, to, to play, you know, three out the back with basically no midfield, you're going to get ran over by the Liverpools. Hopefully, Man City shows up this year. Like I said, Man City, you guys lose to Tottenham as a Tottenham hater. You guys, you guys get Tottenham doing the double over you again. You, you're going to have some explaining to do. Orlando. That'll cost us. Because, yeah, because that, I don't want to see it this year. I need Tottenham to drop points against Man City this year. Tottenham picking up six points against Man City last year gave them top four. So you guys need Holland to will have something to say about that. Yeah, Holland, Holland will have to say something about that. I mean, the, the problem with the teams that we've always struggled with like that, like the Tottenham's that gave us trouble, early in the year you capture us as we're kind of getting bored and we're not quite there with the chemistry. Um, and then the, our inability, because again, like I told you in last week's episode, I really think the challenge for Arsenal going down is not just playing the teams that are playing you straight up. You're Arsenal to these dumbass teams who aren't paying attention to what you're doing. You're, you're going to drop it. All I have to do is just finish it. Like, That's what Arsenal's going to do. When they're not realizing, nah, bro, we have quality, we have class, treat us like that. We're going to put three on your head. And so I'm a, I'm I'm waiting for the adjustment to see how you're going to handle with teams 10 in the box. So good luck to Tottenham when you got them. But also with the rest of this league, that's going to be like, yo, Arsenal's putting buckets up. We've got to be more defensive because they're so possession and ball dominant and the movement's there. So Tottenham are going to do that with us. The difference in our struggles have always been the lack of striker and the lack of lethalness that we have someone up there just being like, give me the rock right here and I'll finish it. That's what Holland's here for. So those games are going to be how has the development been for the, the development for us to really try to find that striker and nail him. Yeah. So what were our predictions for this? And then we'll move on to the uh, upcoming match week, which we forgot last week is a midweek match week that starts tomorrow. So we'll do our predictions for that. But what was our uh, Tottenham? I think I got that one right. I think I had. What I yes, had. you had you had it right. Uh, both, both of us had the chickens winning 4-1. You predicted and I predicted 3-1. Okay. All right. Yeah, I thought they put up more goals and uh I thought Nottingham Forest with their 18 new signings would get at least one goal, but they couldn't fucking they couldn't finish anything. 
Not at oh. all. Shout out to Dean Henderson for the cap. I see. Oh yeah, you, yeah, oh yeah. Dean was awesome yesterday. <laughs> I saw you, bro. Got the PK blocked on on Harry. Fuck you, Harry. Happy about that. He was blocking penalties and then fucking showboating a little bit. That's probably why uh, Richarlison got him back at the end because Henderson he was he was feeling himself a little too much with that hat. <laughs> yeah, he he really was. He he put the hat on and he became a different human being. <laughs> he did. He was making a fashion statement out there. I saw that and I just thought to myself, like top five reasons why your club isn't really good. Your keeper wears a cap. Like yeah. what the fuck was he doing? I liked it. I want Ramsdale to put on a cap tomorrow. I want Ramsdale to show up with a do-rag. He better break the jinx then. <laughs> All right, let's go. We did 120, uh, we did an hour and 20 minutes on that first fucking week. Ooh, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, let's move. We we got games starting tomorrow. Yep. Midweek. Midweek. First game. Let's hope we do a better job prediction-wise because, honestly, we were way off. What is that noise? Is it raining here? Yeah, I think it's raining over here. Fucking Florida. Summer rain. But um, first game of the week. Here too, yeah. Crystal Palace, Brentford. So I got Palace winning. Um, I got some clarity. It's at with Elvers, I, by the way. Patrick Vieira is going to gem it up again. Don't give a shit. I got Crystal Palace as the better team. Um, I'm going 2-1 Palace over Brentford. Uh, yeah, I think Palace is going to get this. Like I said. Selhurst away is one of the toughest away games. Brentford, <laughs> Brentford, like I said, there's just one of those teams that you just can't predict. Like, if Brentford comes in and gets the dub, you're not really that surprised, right? But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Palace. Like I said, I have a soft spot for Palace. Patrick Vieira, big fan of Zaha. We'll see if he plays. It doesn't sound like he's gonna be playing, but I still think they have enough quality to get it done. I'm going for a one nothing victory. For Crystal Palace at home, that's good. One nothing. It's going to be a tough, hard fought game. Hot, hard fought game. Eze is going to get a goal in about the 60th, 70th minute. Eze is going to get a goal, and he's Palace played well all year. He deserves one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he missed a freaking gimme against Arsenal. Yeah, uh, he, he almost fucking went solo against three or four City players until John Stones cut him off. Dude, like Nutmeg Bernardo had a great run. And it, Kyle Walker caught up to the ball, but John Stones just cut him off. Dude, that guy is a player. Yeah, quality. That's a, that's another guy that people because he's young too. Still, yeah. people are going to try to pick him off of Crystal Palace. They'll cash in for him eventually. But yeah, no, Palace has been good, man. Palace has been really good. Their 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 center backs are quality too. Um, Gahey and what's the other guy? I can't. Guy with the hair. I can't even think of his name now. <laughs> What a description. He's got yeah, hair with the hair. Eyes, he's got a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, There's a number too, I think. Yeah. Their center pack partnership is fucking quality back there. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to get a tough, it's going to be a tough game, but they'll get it, get the three points and, and keep it moving. And Crystal Palace will start their impressive, uh, impressive starts this season. You look at Crystal Palace, they played fucking City, Arsenal, Liverpool. That's such a tough start to the season. So, you know, they'll have they'll they'll have easier fixtures coming up, you know, but they're yeah. still playing good, man. They really are. So So they lined up in a five back against us with Klein as 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 the right back and Mitchell as the left back, but then they went gay uh gay, Anderson and Ward as their three center backs. I think it was the Anderson guy that I'm impressed with. Yeah. Yeah. But um Yep. Next game, Fulham, 
home against Brighton. That should be a good game. It's a good game. Um, Fulham home against Brighton. What you got? Um, you know, Brian, we've we've bragged about them. I thought Fulham has got a okay start to the year. Uh, I think this game, Brighton gets a little reality check. I'm going with a two-two draw with both of these teams. A reality I think it's going to be as a draw. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. I think if Brighton's just picking up points in every game, like you know, point here, point there, I think they're happy with that. I, I think Fulham's gonna. This is a tough one to call, man. You know, coming off an emotional loss like that, will they lay an egg at home, Fulham? I think they might. I'm actually going to go for a reality check for Fulham. I'm going to go for a one nothing win, Brighton. Two one nothings wow. on the board. Yeah, I think they're going to. Brighton's just tough. You know, they're going to they're going to handle them. They're going to defend Mitrovic well. Potter's going to come with a game plan to freaking silence him, and they're going to get a goal. Trossard's going to get a goal, and uh, yeah, one nothing, Brighton. You writing this down? Yeah, for sure. Put them in the Perfect, perfect. Got your little spreadsheet. Done. <laughs> All right, next game. You're doing you're doing it based on uh I'm just going, yeah. These are the time, right? Games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the next one's Leeds. What Southampton Chelsea? No, Southampton Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I got Chelsea and I'm gonna go at Southampton, worth noting. Two nothing, Chelsea. Two nothing. On the road. Yep. Who's getting the goals? Um, I'm going to go with Sterling gets one, and I'm going to go with Kai Harvard. Kai Harvard getting on the board. Sterling Golden Boot? Fuck. No. <laughs> Raheem hey. Sterling couldn't spell Golden Boot. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I really do. Southampton's tough at home. Should have probably got something out of that Manchester United game on the weekend. Should have mm-hmm. definitely got at least a draw. That's what I predicted. Yeah. They didn't get it. I'm still bitter. Fuck you, Southampton. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with you, though. I think Chelsea will pick up the points. Gallagher's out this game. Red card. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in that midfield because they're a little short right now. Um, you know, they keep picking up defenders, but they're not getting it. I don't understand their strategy. I really don't. Because mm-hmm. Conte's getting old. Jorginho's getting older and slower. And then you got Gallagher's inexperience and can only play in a certain kind of midfield. So I don't really understand what they're doing. You know, I think they might play Kovacic in midfield uh, this game. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going 2-1 Chelsea. I think they okay. will win, but it'll be, a, it'll be a tough one. I think it's going to be a game where Southampton gets an early goal and Chelsea has to fight back. And they're eventually going to get it done. I got a, a goal from... I got a goal from uh, – who's going to score? I got a goal from Sterling, and I got one from uh, one from Reese James. Reese James on the board. Reese James on the board. Uh, yeah, 2-1. Next, right. Leeds Everton. You, you start this one. Ellen Park, home. Home game for Leeds. Coming off a disappointing uh, result at Brighton. Um, I think Leeds – Oh, two and two for Everton. Everton for me, relegation candidate, Fat Frank. He's a candidate to get canned. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a win for Leeds. They'll get back on the board. They'll pay, they'll pick up three more points. Keep it moving. The Americans will conquer once again, conquer England. But yeah, Thanks. this is gonna be a this is gonna be a two zero win for me. I think Everton's gonna come in. They they had a hard fought draw over the weekend. 
and then they got the Merseyside Derby to look forward to on uh, on the weekend. I think it's on Sunday. So I think they're going to come in and, and, and lose 2-0 coming to Allen Road. Yeah, Merseyside Derby's on Saturday. Saturday morning, it's the first game. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with uh, All-America Leeds United winning this game. And I'm going to go with being more scrappy. I'm going to go with a one nothing win. Here's the hot take of the week for me. And I, and you have to figure out your hot take of the week. And we're going to do one. And I want you to write it on your little spreadsheet, your little nerd. I and got we'll it. follow up with it on, on the next podcast. <laughs> Here we Here's go. my hot, hot take, take of the week. Question. Fat Frank will be watching the Merseyside Derby from home <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> That's my prediction. Fat Frank will be watching the Merseyside Derby from home on Saturday, and not because he has COVID, because he got fired. That's my hot take of the week. I just I just don't – this Everton team sucks. They got freaking a Wobie in midfield, and although he's had a couple good games, like I don't get what's going on at Everton. That, that's another team that's invested so much money, so much yeah. money, and they have yeah. such they're, – they're poor. They're poor. You know, I think Leeds comes in, Ted Lasso, coach of Leeds – he he puts together a tactical masterclass, doing spins around uh, Fat Frank, and Fat Frank is watching the Merseyside <laughs> Derby from home. That's my hot take of the week. You're saying right now is, the, is that as good as the Howland is not gonna is not gonna score 15 goals? Hot take. It's it's better. It's got better logic to it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I mean, for for sure, I have no problem with acknowledging that Leeds could be the 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 hammer that puts in the nail, the final nail, like it, it could Lasso. be yeah. Adams, Max Aronson, the Americans. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, What's your prediction? I'm yeah, I'm going one Oh leads. I'm going one Oh leads. Yeah. It's going to be a grimy fucking, they're going to scrap. Frank's going to be fighting with that middle judge the whole damn game. I mean, he's going to feel the, the, the heat and, he could have his fucking bags packed, man. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a thing. I don't know if I want my hot take is probably You don't have to do one for this game. So look at the schedule. Don't don't burn your hot take now. I think it, I want to tell you what my hot it, take is it. for the transfer. Because it's a transfer. it's it yeah. Does it have to do with Everton and Leeds? No, it has to do with Arsenal. Okay, save it for the Arsenal because they're next. Okay. What were they going to get? Oh, we'll be back in midfield. <laughs> yeah, fucking bring it back. That. I'm ending the podcast next. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got 1-0. Who's scoring? Rod- Rod- Rodrigo scoring? He's getting Yeah, Rodrigo ball. keeps the pace. Compete yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. Golden boot? Rodrigo could compete. <laughs> Rodrigo, uh, golden boot? Yeah. No, man, he's not going to have more than... I don't think he'll have double digits. Fucking leads now. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's American <laughs> shit. Um, I lost it. So uh, we both picking. We're both predicting. So no love for Fat Frank from any of uh, any of the oh, people no. here. None. Okay. All right. Let's see. I, I think my hot take's gonna be right. He's gonna be watching it from home. We'll, we'll get him on the. We'll do a Zoom call and have a watch along with Fat Frank. Yeah, we'll get him. <laughs> we'll get him on the pod. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Arsenal Villa. I'm the Arsenal fan, but I want to hear your hot take. So you start this off with your prediction and your hot take. Give it to us. So we're recording this pod on August the 29th. I My hot take is that Arsenal 
are about to spend 40 to 50 million on a quality star player. Someone that they've had in their eyes for a little bit of time. They're about to they're about to sign themselves your boy Neto. Okay. Did something break? Did I miss something? Nope. This is not at all. Okay. Nope, not at all. I'm <clears throat> predicting movement. Uh, I would love side. that. I would love that. That would be a great hot take. If you do want an update on things that have occurred since we've been recording this pod, I, Christian I, Pulisic has been reported as officially staying at Chelsea. Okay. Chelsea has come out and publicly and said he's not moving anywhere. He's and also Edison and the Americans. Yeah, he's going to stay. Uh, Cavani to Valencia is confirmed for on a two-year contract. Yeah. And here's another thing. Uh, Conte is, is moaning again. <laughs> no, seriously. Spurs need more signings to compete. He's already unhappy. Oh. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's leave it for the Spurs prediction. But uh, So your hot take is Pedro Neto gets signed before Thursday. Uh, or mm-hmm. on, you think he's going to be a deadline day deal? I think, I think I, it'll be a deadline day deal. Yeah, for sure. I think there's got to be some negotiations. But here's the things that have pointed out to me that are already big. He's a Portuguese player. You already have some some Brazilians and Portuguese players that can speak it. You already have a strong connection. And if I'm not mistaken, the relationship's there with the agent. So Mendes. I, I think you guys get it done. Yeah. Apparently, from what I've heard, we've been talking to Mendez for a year. I would assume that Mendez has given clear indication Neto wants to come to Arsenal because they leaked the story. They probably wouldn't have done that. And, yeah, it's just a matter of putting the money on the table. Wolves are mm-hmm. not going to let him go for cheap. They he, I think he's signed until 2027, so it won't be, like, cheap. But, I mean, honestly, they should slap the money on the table, call it a day, and then also bring in Tielemans for about $20 million, talk Lester down, say, hey, take it or leave it. You, you don't take it, he's signing with us next year, and you get nothing. You get nothing. Yeah. Well. So take the $20 million. If we could do those two moves – I'm coming in here Thursday, happy. Hopefully, would an Aston Villa win, and maybe Stevie G will be joining Fat Frank uh, <laughs> <laughs> to watch the Merseyside Derby Saturday. Maybe they'll go on a date. You know, you're winning the league if you get Yuri and Neto. No, 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 no. no. What do you so, mean? Repeating Neto? Manchester City for the league. We're gonna draw points. It's gonna. We're oh, gonna be mean, deeper. Yeah, in I think the... Everybody's gonna draw points. It doesn't mean you're gonna lose the league. This This is where I say why we're going to it's going to be more critical for us you're going to not give a shit about europa and we care about no, champions we are going to give a shit about europa because if we win europa we get in the champions league you're it's getting not, in the champions league next year regardless i think the club yeah, we're not going to boot it because you, you have to look at it realistically manchester united just spent 200 million yeah they got problems but they got pockets and you know they're <laughs> always going to try to buy their way out of trouble and it's going to work they, they have, I'm not saying they're getting top four, but they're going to be a thorn on our side. Chelsea. United. Again, United are going to be a thorn on your side this year. They will, dude. They're not going to go away. Everybody's predicting their downfall. They want it. Trust me. I hate United, but they won't go away. The, this disaster season, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be a mid-table finish. They'll be in the top six. They won't get top four, but they will be challenging for it. Chelsea. Wow. They spend, they, they're spending money like crazy again. I'm sure they'll be there. And if they're not mm-hmm. there by December, they'll probably fire Tuchel and get somebody in to get them top four. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I smell what you're stepping in. That's how Chelsea moves. 
And then, you know, City and Liverpool, they're already, they're automatic. They should just give them the automatic bids like they do in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> champions. So it's really, you're fighting over two spots. Anything can happen. Injuries happen. World Cup. There's going to be some weird shit. The World Cup is going to throw a huge yeah. wrench into this. Big time. I'm telling yeah. you, there's going to be some injury during the World Cup that's that's going to fuck somebody's season over. Every year. Because it's a Every lot year. of fucking football. Yeah. A lot of football. You got cup cup competitions, you got the league, you got Champions League, you got Europa League, you got fucking World Cup, and then you got to come back and end the season strong. I mean, it's and, crazy. And have a favorable group. You got a favorable group in Europa. You know, obviously we'll talk about yeah. that later on at some point on another episode if you want. But yeah, you got a favorable group. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I think Arsenal are going to make a strong push. I, I really don't. Who do you have higher, Chelsea United, out of just them two? Chelsea, just because. Yeah, just because. Yeah. I'm not For saying sure. I'm not saying they're better than Chelsea. I'm just saying they won't go away. A lot of people are like they're not contenders for anything. I'm not saying that they're gonna get top four, but they will be right around there. They'll probably get sixth or or fifth again. United, probably fuck. I'm I'm going eighth. Yeah, and I'm being dead ass. I'm going eighth for United. I think they're gonna finish barely above up on the on the top half. We'll give our predictions for all that stuff later in the week. But what's your prediction for Arsenal Villa? You didn't give a score for it. Uh, I got the Gunners, and I'm going to go. Villa ain't got shit going. Slap a three-slap on their head. Boys getting sent home. Clear nil. Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah, the massacre. This is going to be a massacre, I think. Who's scoring? Who you got scoring for the Gunners? Uh, Saka gets himself going again. I'm going to go. He needs to. Yeah, and I'm actually going to go soccer scores twice, and I'm going to say the third one is Martinelli. Gab- Gabriel Jesus is going to be the, the the giver of all givers this game and just have Two assists. all assists. Yeah. Three assists? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I'm telling you, man, that guy can dime. That guy's a okay. that guy's a player. Well, he's got three assists already, so that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to predict the same thing as you, but that was my score in my head coming into this, so I'm going to say it as well. 3-0 yeah, sure. Arsenal. I got Saka, and I got a goal from Jesus, and I got another one from Odegaard. Odegaard is going to keep it going. He's going to get another goal. That'll be four goals on the season. I'm I'm hap- I'm so happy with Odegaard. He's finally shooting. He yep. he used to always do try to do the one extra pass, the one extra pass because he's a he's an assist man, you know. He's fi- he and he's got a wicked left foot. His left mm-hmm. foot is a banger, dude. So I'm yeah. happy he's finally shooting. I think Arteta said, "Hey, dude." Stop with the final final ball. You're probably got one of the best left foots on our team. If that ball is on your left foot, fucking boot it in. And he did yep. that against Fulham, and it deflected in the net, and that was big. So I think uh, Saka needs to get going. It's going to happen here. Um, I'm curious about these midweek week games because I think they're going to have to rotate. So I wonder if Martinelli even starts. I think yeah. maybe, maybe you put Smith Rowe on the left. He hasn't got a lot of game time. You start Smith Rowe on the left, put in Martinelli in about the 60th minute. So he can still get a goal for you for your little prediction. But I think we're going to see some rotation this week. I really do. Because there's You're right. I didn't think about that. Days. Yeah. I just thought about that as well. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, we're both 3-0s for Arsenal. Next game, Burnmouth versus Wolves at Burnmouth. 
draw one one both team get some lucky shit and it's going to be boring as fuck to watch this game i'm telling you now i'm not going to watch it it's going to be so fucking boring and i'm just going to watch the highlights yeah i'm not even watching the highlights i'm looking at the box score i'm just telling you that right now (laughs) this is going to be this is going to be who can finish who can finish first you know because neither of these teams have good finishers and it's always that with wolves. Wolves, wolves will probably look awesome, but they they won't be able to score until like the sixtieth minute. And it's <laughs> going to be like you said, a frustrating game. Bournemouth is going to look toothless again. I'm going like I said. Wolves have to put points on the board, and if you can't put points on the board against against Bournemouth, you're in big trouble. You're in big fucking trouble. They only have two oh, yeah. points right now. Wolves, actually, Bournemouth has more points than them right now, so Fuck they him, have man. to get this win. If you go to Bournemouth and lose when you got two points in four games, then we're going to have to start talking about what's going on with Wolves. Yeah. Are they going to freaking be in the relegation battle? Yeah. Um, I think Wolves get the victory here. Burn- this game's on Wednesday. Yeah, I won't be watching. I'll be full, full on watching Arsenal. I'll have Man City, Nottingham Forest, and West Ham Spurs on the other TVs. So this, wow, this game. A lot of good on- teams. Oh, wait. No, this game's on Wednesday. Yeah. So this game's on Wednesday. The game's on Wednesday. That's annoying. That's annoying. Check, you see these Wednesday games? Oh no, I see it. I see. I see all the games. I, I see the, the breakdown for Wednesday. Why are they all at the same time? Yeah, I'm gonna have to get four TVs going because Liverpool Newcastle. That's a fucking game right there. That's a game, yeah. And I want to see West Ham Tottenham too. It's gonna be two TVs in the living room and laptop and iPad. That's gonna be that's gonna be the that's gonna be the day. Fucking uh, Wednesday. But yeah, um, what did I say? Uh, two two nothing wolves. Uh, I was gonna say Burnmouth gets a goal. I think they're gonna lose again. Two nothing wolves. I think uh, <clears throat> I think Neto and his uh no, I'm not gonna say Neto. If if we're getting Neto, he's not gonna be playing Wednesday. So well, no, that's say, the thing. Uh, the, yeah. If you think about it like this, this game could be a disaster for Wolves. Bournemouth come in and show fucking class. Arsenal are calling them at halftime on some, <laughs> bro, let's get it done. Just sell them. They're going to be playing at the same time. So that, that call might not, might have to wait till after the game, but I'm, I'm sporting directors, bro. I've heard crazy yeah. shit. If that sporting director is doing his job, he's at least sending a text message on some, you want to talk in 45. <laughs> he's going to send him a message at the, after the game. Yo, you awake? You awake, bro? Come over. <laughs> Door will be chat. open. Come over at like 2 a.m. We'll talk. I'm starting to pot a tea. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now two nothing wolves. They got to pick up points here. If they don't pick up points here, we're having a, a way different conversation about wolves mm-hmm. on, uh, on on Thursday, for sure. And going into the weekend, wolves is going to be playing Southampton. So you get Bournemouth and Southampton. So if you and, if you do some fuckery here with Bournemouth and the Southampton, Southampton game. I don't even know what the Southampton game is on Saturday, but Let me check. or where it's at. Let me but check. I think Southampton's played two games at home, so I'm assuming it's Wolves home. Yeah, it's Wolves at uh, Molyneux. So honestly, if you're the Wolves, if you're Wolves, and they've been a team where like they've they've been a tough team the past couple of years. If you're the Wolves, you're going. If you're Wolverhampton, you're going. We got to get six points this week. Bournemouth and and Southampton at home. We got to get six points this week. Next one, your team. Man City at the Etihad against Nottingham Forest. We're not going to get a clean sheet. They're going to score on some fuckery because apparently that's what City like to do. 
Um, I'm going to go on a wild stretch here and say that City are going to go down early. <laughs> I don't know what the reason is, but that seems to be a trend. <laughs> and so I'm just banking within the first five to 10 minutes, something's going to occur in which I'm just going to be like, yep, that's what it is. Uh, City win 3-1. Holland gets at least a goal. I'm actually, I, you know what? I'm remembering the subs. I've got Alvarez scoring a goal in this game. I got and I got Alvarez Holland starting. Yeah, I got Holland not starting. Yeah, um, I think, I think this going to rotate for sure. Yep, yep. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm expecting, I am hoping to get glimpses of Cole Palmer. I am hoping to Phillips. see. I want to see Phillips. Oh, yeah, that shoulder injury. I haven't. I, oh, is he still hurt? I forgot. I don't know. I haven't gotten an update on that, but I know for sure he was not even on the roster for this past weekend. So we'll see. Uh, Sergio Gomez at left back. I would love to see more of that starting. Jow at right back. Please let Kyle rest for the weekend, his old ass. So, he, God. Are you worried about Kyle Walker? Yes, tremendously. In my mind, I already have top three players that I would like to have um, switched over to right back or transferred in. I'm looking at you, Kyle Walker Peters. I'm looking at you. Oh yeah, Walker Peters quality. Yeah, I rate that. His pace looks like it's it's taking a hit. It really does. And you know, players like Walker with that incredible pace, once they lose that 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 dynamite they have, they fall Mm -hmm. off a cliff. So I mean, he's still a quality player, but you got to be worried at this point. You really do because he's definitely looked like he's lost a step. But for me, like. That, that's what I'm saying. Holland is gonna is gonna come off the bench and yep. do a 20, 30 minute cameo. Maybe not even play if this game's out of hand, which I think it probably will be. It's at the Etihad. I think Pep is probably screaming in John Stones and fucking Laporte's face, saying, "Keep a fucking clean sheet, please." Can we keep yeah. a clean sheet once? I think he's probably pounding that in their head right now. Keep a You're fucking clean sheet. So I think he's gonna get it. Or else he's going to have a meltdown. That bald head is going to turn red real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm going 3-0 Manchester City. I think Alvarez is going to going to you're going to see why you know everybody's excited about him. The dude looks good. I think he's going to get some goals here. Probably one or two. I would love it. Make my weekend like if I, I said, can see. Wednesday it. is stacked because you're looking yeah, at three, four really good games. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're not you're a City fan, so you're interested in City Forest. That's probably going to be the game on my 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 13 inch iPad or my 11 inch iPad, City yeah. Forest, because Liverpool Newcastle's quality, and then the game we're going to talk about now, West Ham at home to Tottenham. Is this the game where Tottenham get zero points? They've gotten a point or three in every match. West Ham at home against Tottenham. What you say? I want to give a win to West Ham. I want to say that they get it going. Because they no just got a result. He's playing right. He may do a cameo, but he's definitely not starting. No, right? yeah, yeah, no, he's not. You're, I would not expect him full blown until not even, not even the Saturday or Sunday that they play. The week after that is where he's probably going to get the start. Um, I got to draw do a cameo though Wednesday. I would like to. I think he. I think they got him registered in time, so he could. Yeah, it's um, interesting because they got it done today. So he he didn't train today with West Ham. Nope. And he's probably in London, so he maybe trains tomorrow and then does 20, 20 minute cameo tomorrow. Or maybe they just hold him out and say, hey, we'll save the cameo for the weekend. That's what I'm curious. We'll see. About. Well, I mean, David David Moyes is, is infamous for being like so consistent with starters. So yep. I don't know how he's going to ultimately integrate him. But yeah, I got a draw. 
I got Tottenham dropping points here. I got West Ham feeling a little bit better about themselves. I actually think West Ham is going to put it to them. Um, I got Antonio scoring a goal, and I got uh, Harry Kane scoring a goal. So 1-1. One, one. Okay, 1-1. One, one. I got 2-1 two, two, West Ham. West Ham's, West Ham's nice. all three. They're going to get on a little roll here. Definitely going to get on a little roll. And, and, and I, I read you the quote about 10 minutes ago. Conte, he, he's already angry at Levy. Richarlison, <laughs> Basuma, Spence, Perisic. It wasn't enough, Daniel Levy. You know who I am? More. The grumpiest moaner in the fucking league, <laughs> in, in the world, not even the league. Facts. And I'm gonna, you're going to get a very unhappy Antonio press conference. It's going to be Wednesday. There's going to be one more day in the transfer market. And they're going to lose 2-1, the Spurs. They're going to lose 2-1. And Antonio Conte is going to bitch and moan <laughs> after that they did not do enough in this window. And he's Dude. not sure if they have enough quality to compete in Champions League. He's not sure. You're going to get that press conference after. That's my prediction. That's another hot take. I'm doing two. But they're going to drop points here. They're going to get nothing out of this game. And Conte is going to be crying. His wig is going to be moving all over the place. But, yeah, that's my prediction. Do you eventually think that they'll start that Spence kid? You think they're going to start him this oh, game? He, he's barely played. I think he did like a 10-minute cameo yesterday. Did he even get in? I, I, I thought I saw him coming in, and then I kind of tuned out of the game. But He didn't stick out if he fucking did play. They need to. I mean, from what I heard yeah. was that Conte was not really that thrilled with Spence and that he really didn't want him. It was more of the board that wanted him. Uh, Spence is quality. I like Spence. From uh, I love to hear shit like that because that just leads me to believe that Conte's time there is going to be that much shorter. That's the thing. He, he's, he's bitching now. They, mm -hmm. They're really not linked to anybody. I know they were linked to like Madison. That's not going to happen. Leicester's going to want 70 mil. There's no way they're paying that. Yeah. Uh, and then Z Zanolo or something from um, – I think he's from Villarreal or Valencia, one of those teams. He's a, he's a number 10. But I haven't really seen any links for anybody. They they have a lot of outgoings, but no incoming. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going two on West Ham, and I'm going with an angry, whiny Antonio Conte. He's going to call Daniel Levy once again in the carpet, and the tabloids are going to start. Is Antonio Conte going to leave after this year? Because remember, he only has an 18 month contract. Yep. And he's yep. he's he's approaching almost a year into that contract. So. Let's He's see. Cry. Let's see. It's going to get interesting. But yeah, that's my prediction. Liverpool, Newcastle. I got pool winning. At, at I got. I got the establishment making sure that they get right. And I know they're worried about substitutions, game time. Salah scoring, Salah starting. He still needs to get right. I think they're going to play him. Yeah, um, yeah he'll start. Yeah. I got Liverpool winning uh, two to one. Yep, it's interesting though because they have they have this game Wednesday night and they have the the Merseyside Derby as a as a as a twelve o'clock game UK time uh, Saturday. So that's a that's a quick turnaround. It I think Salah's going to start, but you know, are, is 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 Klopp going to rotate on the Merseyside Derby? He might. Fuck yeah. That's an easier game, right? Even though it is a derby game, and Everton will get up for that game. Derby, big derbies like that, Merseyside derby, Manchester derby, London derby, North London derby. 
teams get up for that. As bad as Everton is, they will get up for that game. You know, no I think it was last year's Merseyside Derby where they should have taken points off. There was a terrible missed handball call in that game. Or was that against City? That was against you guys, right? It was against City. Yeah, yeah, that was against City. It was against City. Yeah. But either way, they Everton, as bad as they are, they will get up for that game, whether Frank Fat Frank is at home watching or on the sidelines. Um, I do agree with you, though. I think, man, wouldn't it be something if Newcastle came in and just fucking slapped up Liverpool and then we're back to, well, that, that 9 nothing against Bournemouth, that was a total fluke result. Well, it wasn't a fluke, but that was a total throwaway result. Yeah, Liverpool still has problems, and they need to get something done tomorrow before deadline. I'm going with it. I like the storyline, and I like this <laughs> Newcastle team. Is Isak going to play? He'll probably get some minutes, right? I saw yeah. him. He was up on the stands uh, Saturday. So this is what I'm going with. I'm going with a 2-1 Newcastle win in Anfield. Wow. The Scousers, the Scousers are shocked. And they're melting down. Why isn't this board getting anybody in? What are they doing? <laughs> Our leader said we can we need a new midfielder. Let's go get one and make him happy. What are you doing, lad? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with that. 2-1 Newcastle. Shock shocking result. That'd be a shocker for sure. Would be, would be. All right. And would you would you predict? Give me your score. I went I went 2-1 Liverpool. Okay. So flip. Yeah. All right, cool. Different result. So hopefully one of us one of us will be proven wrong. So yeah, last but not least Leicester City, home at the King Power against Manchester United. I got a 2-2 draw. It's going to be an exciting game. I actually think this is going to be more exciting than potentially any other game. Why? I know that Why sounds, would you say that? I know, I know. Leicester's fucking shit. I know, I Why, think. What, what, what? Look, it's a Thursday game, too. So, mm-hmm. Madison... Madison Potentially move out, right? They they're always talking about Madison leaving. Tielemans, no nope. potential move. No Yuri, yeah. So no what, Fofana. Why are you saying this? I'm, I'm very confused by this. I got Vardy party <laughs> showing some youth. He's gonna stiff arm Lissandro. I got. He's gonna just absolutely dunk on him. I got. <laughs> I got Lester putting up a performance. I really do. United are gonna what do, do their thing, but this. There? I just this this is this is mainly what it is. I don't rate United as you much as, as well United. as you think. That's fair. I accept that answer because I hate United as well. Yeah, two two draw. They're dropping points here. You think United is coming in? And they're saying, "Hey, we got Arsenal at Old Trafford Sunday. It's going to be a tough game." And they overlook Leicester. Eh, Brendan Rodgers on the way out. Tielemans just got a transfer move. By by Thursday, he could be, you know, he could already be in North London, fucking pissing in cups and freaking, you know, getting his medicals done, getting the shit done, yeah, yeah. So Manchester comes. That that's the scenario that that I think I would say. That's how they they end up losing or dropping points. Is they and it's come on in Sunday and too? Just on Sunday. Sunday's yeah. a big matchup. As much as Arsenal and Manchester United fell off, that that was the premier matchup. That was the premier matchup in the Premier League about 15 years ago, and it's still yeah. a rivalry. I don't care what people say. Arsenal God, fans yeah. hate Man United. Man United fans hate Arsenal. It's a rivalry still. So yep. that's the scenario. I could see them dropping points. With that said, I just think Leicester is so terrible. I can't yeah. do it. I just can't do it. I think if any way it happens, it's because Man U just overlooks them and says, you know, if they do the typical Man U, they're going to come in lazy, cocky, 
Oh, Casemiro's starting. He's going to eat up everything back there. Oh, Ronaldo's going to come off the bench and bang one in. Oh, you know, just just their normal Man U shenanigans, and they drop. But I I, I can't predict it personally. Yeah. I, I see myself watching this game and at the end of it thinking, Lester could have got a dub. So you got you're going two two. I'm going I'm going two one, man. You Lester will get something on the board. I think Vardy will get a goal. Um but I just I, I, I can't see it done. And the, the, the curveball here is that it's this game is on deadline day. It's like yeah. right before the deadline. So there's so many Lester players that are just I think focused on moves out at this point. So <laughs> be players on that fucking starting 11. We've never heard of. Yeah, there might be seriously. So, yeah. Let's get it, some right? fucking magic going against them. Fuck yeah. it. No, that was the last game of the week. So we got midweek. So we'll, yeah. we'll try to do, maybe we'll try to do a Thursday podcast after the Lester man, you game, you come in here all cocky. Oh, I, I told you they were going to draw. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe we'll do one then. And by the time we're doing the, can you do it Thursday? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's try to do it like five thirty Thursday. Give, yeah. give me like 30 minutes to wind down after the 3 PM game. And then, you know, by that time, I think it'll be close to the deadline. So while, while we're doing our podcast, we'll have Twitter open, refreshing, breaking any deadline day uh, deals, which I think that'll be a good idea. So yeah, let's try to aim okay. for Thursday. Um, anything else? What was your hot take of the week? Arsenal signed Neto. Yeah, Arsenal signed Neto. Just a few little tidbits uh, outside of the league. PSG and Byron did drop points respectively this weekend. PSG lost too. PSG drew just like Byron did. Yeah, yeah I saw PSG the Byron drew. Uh, and then Fraud Salona and Real Madrid both won. So wait, what happened with PSG? They had a 1-1 draw against somebody. Uh, I saw that uh, there was a missed PK, and then um, Neymar and Neymar took the penalty, and Neymar hit it, and before taking the penalty, he had to get the approval from his uh, owner, uh, Mbappe. Really? Yeah. Because I know Mbappe was like, I-, I need to take the penalties. Wow. So they were down 1-0, and it looks like Neymar got the penalty. I'll have to watch the highlights. Because people yeah. were like, and, it, and it's still alive. People were like, oh, PSG is going to be invincible this year. <laughs> that's what they said. That's what a lot of people are saying. And it's still alive because they got the draw. But um, yeah. interesting, interesting. I'll have to watch the highlights. Did he literally ask for permission? Yeah. So Marco Verratti seemed to kind of play like the like diplomat between them. Because the moment the PK was picked up, you get the face, uh, the camera zoomed in on Neymar. Mm-hmm. And so he's like going towards the ball. And Verratti is like trying to like maybe talk to him in some way. Uh, I don't know if he's like trying to say like, hey, let Mbappe get it. You don't you don't know what the conversation is. But you see uh, Verratti starts to walk towards Mbappe, who's already kind of on the way. Neymar doesn't even make like eye contact or whatever and just keeps going and it seems like Mbappe is just kind of like okay whatever kind of thing so I there's gonna that. be drama with that you know? yeah 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 because last last time Neymar was like I'm taking the penalty and he missed it yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he said he that, that it came out that he was uh he wanted to take the penalties from now and even though Neymar is probably one of the best penalty kickers in the game the guy does not miss penalties at all so yeah, yeah he's pretty interesting. fluid interesting what else? What else? Anything else before we get out of here? 
No, I mean, Anthony's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Oh, there was videos of him going into United uh, campus. You think um, plays Thursday? I don't know if they will get him registered on time, so that'll be the thing. If it, The key is the amount of time it takes, because I know Paquete is probably going to get registered in time, so maybe yeah. they'll do it. Passport but, stuff as well. Yeah, I just I don't know how that signing fits, man. I, that signing really is troublesome for me, because... What message are you sending, Sancho? What message are you sending, Rashford? Alanga. It, yeah, yeah. Like, you're going with the guy that you trust, and it was in a shit league. So It's Ten Hag's guy. He played with him at Ajax. But, yeah, I don't know. For, for me, I see just he's a winger. He's dynamic. He's got potential. But going from the Dutch league to the Premier League, I mean, he didn't set it on fire in the Dutch league. It'd be different if he, like, he was like Howland, you know, put just putting up crazy, crazy numbers. He put up decent numbers in an inferior league, and now he's coming oh, to the yeah. Premier League. And oh, I mean, I've seen him play, and he's not like that direct winger. He does a lot of fucking trickery and fucking spin moves and shit like that. Yeah, not one fucking center back is gonna fall for that shit. No. Not one fullback is gonna fall for that shit. So absolutely not. There, I guarantee you, not only are they gonna fall for it, but they're gonna snap your ankle the next time you try to do some shit. I would say by the end of year for Ant- for the for Anthony as a, just an individual performance, you'll kind of sit there and you're going to be like, I mean, let's go, let's look back and see what we got. Ultimately, you're going to look back and just think to yourself one main thing: what what really was it? What what was? How would you say the the season was for him? <laughs> Trash. The man is a dancer, is an acrobat. It's a joke. He is performing for the school of junior. I don't get it. <laughs> it's a joke. 100 mil. And you will be judged on that 100 mil. I, I know as oh, an yeah. Arsenal fan, Pepe was judged immediately. Some reason, Sancho gets away with fucking being mediocre as fuck. But yeah, yeah I mean, 100 million is a crazy, crazy price. It really is fucking crazy. Uh, th- these prices, this transfer window, are just out of control. Out of fucking control. Hundred million for Nunez. I think that's yep. an overpay. Hundred million for Anthony. Way overpay. Fucking yep. uh, Fafana. Love the guy. I think he's a great center back. If Fafana is worth eighty million, how much is William Saliba worth? It's crazy. I was I, and I was thinking the same thing. I watched like a two minute, three minute compilation of Saliba this past weekend. That guy. Every week, if he continues to play like that, his his evaluation is just rising, man. He's going to be triple digits. He's going to be more than yeah. Anthony. Um, and if, but yeah, and then what was I going to say? Go ahead, go ahead. If Arsenal pull an Arsenal and decide not to be what they are looking and do a one eighty introduction and decide to try to sell him in the summer, mm-hmm. you should be looking at what Fofana is about to get. Like minimum, this is this is what we expect. We're not getting less than what Fofana went for because Fofana yeah. and Saliba played at Saint Etienne. Um, in the Italian league, right? That's where that is? Or is that the French no. league? Whatever. But they were the center back pairing there. And Saliba was always considered the better one. So Fafana, and he's been playing better. And the thing is, $80 million they paid for Fafana, he's coming off a major knee injury as well. He missed the, almost the yeah. whole season last year for that knee injury. So, yeah, I mean, these prices are crazy. And we'll end on that note because I'm sure we're going to see some more crazy prices uh, on Thursday for the transfer window. And hopefully we get some good results tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's like a decent Premier League day. Wednesday looks like a great Premier League day. 
So yeah, let's just wrap it up there. Episode two in the books, another two hour podcast. Damn son. But the premier league <laughs> is exciting. So yeah, good podcast as always. Uh, finish it up. Yeah. Great week. Looking forward to the rest of the week. The transfer episode is going to be awesome. Um, go city. Go gunners. We out.